The following is another Power 99 Sports presentation. Classic Hits Power 99 Sports presents high school football. Back to pass, Keyshaw over the middle. This time it's wide open, Weslin. 30-35, he's only got one man to beat. Golden Steeny runs him over at the 30, down the right sideline. 20-10-5, touchdown Pleasanton. A 59-yard touchdown to Tice Weslin. Tonight, the state playoffs continue in Pleasanton with quarterfinal action between the Bulldogs and the Twin Loop Wolves. High school football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. Second down and 13. Trips to the left, nobody to the right. And they'll hand it off straight up the middle. Dixon, he gets into the secondary. He's got more. He's got the first down. He's to the 35-30. He breaks another tackle. He's down the right sideline. That's a touchdown for Pleasanton's Kessler Dixon. After a 1-4 start, Twin Loop has put together a five-game winning streak. Pleasanton's last appearance in the quarterfinals came 10 years ago, where they beat Coach Kojal's Sergeant Bulldogs to advance to the semis. It's the Wolves and the Bulldogs coming up next. But first, it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll take you live to Pleasanton with Power 99 Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. And good evening, everyone, from Pleasanton. On a crisp November night, the road to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln continues here this evening. With Trent Gay and our producer-engineer, Cannon Rath, I'm Doug Duda on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, getting ready for tonight's tilt between the Pleasanton Bulldogs and the Twin Loop Wolves. And as you heard in the open, there's just a little bit of a background, a little bit of history between these two programs, some of it before they became Twin Loop and Sargent to Sargent going down and kind of like Axtell and Overton. It was Overton and Axtell and then Twin Loop all trying to go down, or Sargent I guess at the time, going down trying to beat Howells Dodge in those uh, mid-2000s to early 2010s and uh, Sargent went one and one in those finals down there. And along the way, a pleasant to the last time they played and won a state quarterfinal game, was over Sargent, then went out and got beat in the semifinals uh, by Hayes Center, who then eventually lost in the state championship. But there's a lot of pedigree over here. Uh, Twin, uh, Luke County, back in the day, a six-man, uh, pretty good football team. And if you read Huskerland Prep and all this week, Bob Jensen had a little bit of the background there uh, on some of these coaches uh, who I've known for a long, long time. Zane Young, an assistant coach, called his games playing at Sargent. And then Rusty Rupert, who had been at Luke County, Mike Kojal a long time, well, a lifer, a Sargent guy as well, but a teacher and coach there for uh, a number of years. Uh, Ricky Westland over here at Pleasanton uh, has uh, some newer assistant coaches that have rotated through, but he's been here for 19, 20 years now as well. Uh, and uh, last time Sargent was in the, or last time Pleasanton was in the playoffs two years ago, it was an early exit uh, to Twin Loop. And Trent, uh, I think you've got a lot of Pleasanton's opponent in Twin Loop like we saw last week in Kennesaw. Not exactly the same, but they're going to run the football. They may be a little bit bigger. They're probably a little bit slower than Kennesaw was, and they will diverse, be a little more diverse with who carries the football as opposed to what Kennesaw did last week. Yeah, Twin Loop's got a couple different options. Uh, Quade Young, he's rushed for 900 yards. He's passed for 600 yards, too, and then you got the Coons boys, um, Cooper and Colby, 
Um, those guys have combined for, you know, 13, 1400 yards on the season. So, you know, they've got about three guys they can go to. And uh, instead of, you know, last week, Pleasanton, they had the key on Tyson Dankert, who carried the ball 40 times um, last week in that second round game. But, you know, Twin Loop last time, they were in the quarterfinals, they were a top seed. And then they got beat on a last-second field goal, and they find themselves here again. And they're maybe not supposed to be here yet. Yeah, that was an epic game. We called that game that night over at Blue Hill, and then Blue Hill went on and won the state championship. That was a year where that core of those final four, any one of them could have went down to Lincoln and represented very well. But that is the story here uh, that uh, there's enough wins, especially for Twin Loop and Sargent to, uh, to be talking about. And Pleasanton wanted us to throw the ball. They had... Kessler Dixon with uh, three rushing touchdowns, but as you'll hear in our in our conversation with Ricky Russell, still a lot of that was thrown, uh, set up through the pass. Yeah, and uh, you know they came out last week just eye formation and tried to establish that run. And this week tonight, the wind has died down. Uh, our conditions are much better than they were last Wednesday night. Um, still chilly, uh, wind chill still in the 20s, but going to be a lot better night to try to air the ball out. We have the coaches coming up from uh, Ricky Westland Pleasanton. Up first will be Mike Kozel from uh, Twin Loop and the Wolves. But let's take a look at our PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard as some games are already underway. In fact, Fall City Sacred Heart had to make the trip all the way to the border to take on Bloomfield, and they do what they do. It was 6 nothing at the half, and they win it. Fall City Sacred Heart 36 and Bloomfield nothing. Humphrey St. Francis and Plainview will kick off at 6. And then on the other side of the bracket here in the second quarter, Overton and Central Valley are scoreless as we have a chance at an all-Fort Kearney Conference West final on Monday. But both Pleasanton and Overton would have to advance on to uh, be able to do that. In Class D1, right now a dandy on the breeze, 94.5 between Arcadia Loop City and Dundee County Stratton. Arcadia Loop City with the two-point conversion leads at 8-6 at the start of the second quarter. And at the start of the third quarter, Burwell leading number one seed Cambridge 30-26. It's all come down to the two-point conversions in that game. Both of the D1 East quarterfinals will be kicking off at six Howells Dodge at Osceola High Plains and Cross County taking on Tri-County so there's your scoreboard update we'll keep you updated throughout our contest here between Pleasanton and Twin Loop this is the Hogenmeyer Hybrids pregame show on Power 99 of course you can also listen online at PlatteRiverPreps.com our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance Carney, Holdridge, Lexington and Lincoln we'll hear from the coaches right after this on Power 99 the name Mary Lanning Healthcare indicates that we are more than just a hospital, that we are in fact focused on the health of this community, and it's about providing it with a little bit more of a family touch and a little bit more care inside of that healthcare component. You know, I always say every hospital is as good as the medical staff that supports it, and we're fortunate to have a fantastic medical staff who is absolutely engaged in what we're doing. It's important that the Hastings community understand that Mary Lanning is is a not-for-profit organization, which means the decisions that govern our organization are made locally. What I want the Hastings community to understand is that our success, Mary Lanning's success, is dependent on their support, which means that you're going to get our best every time you step in the front door. My name is Eric Barber, and I'm the president and CEO of Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. 
It's a crisp night for football here in Pleasanton as we continue on the Hogan Meyer Hybrids pregame show on Power 99. And this has kind of become a little familiar matchup here in the last decade or so when it comes to playoff football. Pleasanton and Twin Loop, or back in the day, Sergeant and head coach Mike Kozel has been there the entire time. And a lot of people will look at them as the surprise team. But when you look at this West bracket, maybe everybody's a surprise team as none of the top four seeds remain going into this West semifinal. And coach, uh, congratulations on doing it and how much of this has to do with doing it before and just uh, knowing how to do this in the postseason well i think that helps you know i, I think the kids uh, uh have responded to what we've talked about and we've continued to prove as the season has went on um you know i, I think our style of football fits the, the weather conditions we've had this fall where it's been a little bit nasty and, and cold and all those things have helped us out here in the playoff and we had a you know, some good matchups for us uh, in the playoffs so far. And so uh, things have went well for us in the, after the first two uh, rounds of the playoffs. Well, I don't think you're, I think you are the only team that started one and four and now is in the state to quarterfinals or semifinals for the bigger boys right now. But all of those teams that you played made the playoffs very good football teams. If things play out right, you might get a rematch with Central Valley next week if both the Fort Kearney Conference teams go down here today. Tell us a little bit, uh, for those that haven't seen Twin Loop, what your season has been about. Well, we started off with Anselmo Myrna, played real well that game, looked like a million bucks and won that game. Uh, they were a team that made the playoffs, and so we were pretty enthused about it. And then we ran into four good opponents in a row, and we found out we had some issues against maybe some better caliber teams. And so, uh, you know, we lost those four games, and the three of those four games we played well enough to win, but we just didn't quite get it done. So it turned out to be it was kind of a, a process through the middle part of the season to find out what we were, to make some changes and some positions changes, and we had a couple injuries here and there, but the kids kept a good attitude and uh, got through it, and then we got to maybe a part of our schedule was a little bit easier, and we continued to develop and improve and won three games for in the regular season and ended up you know, four and four going into the playoffs, and now we've we've won a couple of games where we matched up well against people, and uh, and things are going well for us right now. And the kids are enthused. So right now we sit six and four, and we're excited to uh, be in the quarterfinals. No, a lot of people's eyes were open, not just that you beat Axtell in the first round, but the way you handled them. And then Sergeant Mullen, my goodness, uh, that has to be the biggest rival probably on your schedule, although you haven't necessarily played as much as many people would have thought. Just getting by that, uh, had to prove something last week too. Yeah, it did. It was uh, it was fun to uh, meet up with Bowl again. We've had a lot of great year uh, games over the last uh, two decades of Bowl, and it was fun to see uh, Coach Brown. He's a volunteer assistant up there now, and uh, but it's still fun to see those people again and play that kind of football. It was more physical than what we've seen most of the year. They were really good up front, but that was a good challenge for us, and uh, and the kids responded well, and we got through that kind of team as well. So, you know, we've seen some different styles and some different. Uh, uh, looks this year, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how we respond tonight to Pleasant to, to a team that likes to throw it a lot and is big and tall and athletic. Talk with Mike Kozel, the head football coach of the Twin Loop Wolves, as they get ready to take on Pleasanton tonight. And, of course, Twin Loop is Sergeant in Loop County and the kids that go to that area. And, Coach, uh, you are one of many teams in eight-man that have a style similar to you offensively. You rely on your quarterback. You go deep and win a lot of games because you have more than a quarterback here in a Quaid Young. And when you throw the ball, it has to be successful. 35 completions, 10 of them for touchdowns. Uh, pretty basic offense. And you were telling me you even maybe simplified it a little bit as the year went on. 
Yeah, we did. We were, you know, early in the year, we were just making too many mistakes. Uh, uh, sometimes with our reads in the passing game and uh, just way too many turnovers. And so we did. We simplified things a little bit. We kind of figured out what we really were and what we were good at. We decided that it was okay to punt. And, um, and I think that's helped us out. We really cut down on our turnovers and started to win the turnover battle these last five games that we've won. And I think that's a, you know, obviously that's a big reason why. And so we'll continue to do that. And we'll look for our chances uh, through there when we, we think we have them. But uh, we're probably going to try to pound it on the ground and, and go from there. You have a unique situation with twin brothers in the backfield there. Tell us about uh, Cooper and Colby Coons. Well, Cooper, Cooper and Colby uh, Coons are identical twins. They both uh, have started for me since they were sophomores. They're very good athletes. Uh, a couple kids that are great wrestlers. They're not real big kids. They're both about five foot six, five foot seven, and 160 to 170 pounds. They're tough. They're quick. Uh, they're fast enough to to go the distance. Uh, like most wrestlers, they're good tacklers on defense, and they've been a big part of our team. You know, and the big thing about them, I think, this year is they've just been such good leaders. When things are bad, this team stuck together. They didn't point fingers, didn't complain. They just kept working and understood that we were getting better and we were going to have a chance to do some things if we did, and they have. And so I'm really proud of those uh, all our seniors, but especially Colby and Cooper, who are captains and have kind of led the way. As you said, Pleasanton likes to throw it around. If we'd have played yesterday, it would have been a real rough day. And last week, they kind of adjusted what they did offensively against Kennesaw, yet the big couple of plays that helped them in the run game was to get that pass game going. So what are you expecting here out of Pleasanton, and have you played anybody that's like them this year? Well, you know, first of all, I do think they want they would prefer to pass, but weather conditions uh, tonight aren't going to probably favor that. I don't that's going to make it a little tougher. I still think they're going to pass because they're big and tall and athletic, and our defensive backs are they're athletic, but we're not tall. We're a long ways from being tall, and I'm sure they're going to try to use the height advantage there. You know, uh, if we played anyone like that, you know, Central Valley likes to throw a lot, um, but they're not as they're faster. They're fast, they're not really quick or big. Uh, so this will be a little bit different challenge for them. We'll do our, our usual stuff. We're trying to get after the quarterback and make them throw the ball early, and hopefully they'll make some mistakes, and uh, that's kind of what we got planned for the evening. And, Mike, uh, is there anything you can use from any of the past matchups with Sargent? Because they have not been one-dimensional. Some years they'll wildcat it. Some years they'll run it like you, and there's been a few years that they've put the ball in the air. Well, I don't know. I think every team is different. Um, you know, I'm sure Coach Wesley and his staff might have the kids ready to go to play in the home field tonight. Uh, but, you know, I think just – for, for our coaching staff, we've been there before, and we've been in these tough games, and I think that'll help us out a little bit. You know, it's basically down to this time of year where the kids are going to have to play, and we're going to have to take care of the ball and go from there. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what's going to come out and happen tonight, but uh, I know my kids will play hard, and they'll give it their best effort. Mike, always great to, to watch the uh, Wolves, and back in the day, the Bulldogs play a little bit of football, so a best of luck tonight. Thanks for the time. Hey, thank you. We appreciate your support and coverage. Mike Kojel, head football coach of the Twin Loop Wolves, here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, and we'll be back and chat with Pleasanton's Ricky Westland right after this on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. This is Tom Collins with your Tri-City weather forecast. Partly cloudy skies with some light sprinkles and later in the evening. There's a storm rolling in. Expect chills, thrills, and a 100% chance of jaw-dropping action. This is hockey at its finest. This is the Tri-City Storm. All season long at the Viero Center. Leave your umbrellas and bring your appetite for food, fun, and adrenaline-fueled mayhem. For tickets to the best game in town, visit stormhockey.com. Welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on Power 99 as Pleasanton returns home for a state quarterfinal game tonight with Twin Loop. Head coach Ricky Westland joins us here in our pregame to take a look at what's still ahead of the Bulldogs. And Coach, uh, what a win for your football team last week. It took a while to get going, but boy, did they finish strong against what's always a pretty good physical Kennesaw team. Yes, Kennesaw is a great team. Kids, uh, you know, they just stayed focused, kept their nose down, grinding away, and found a way to beat them at the end. What was the key in that football game? Obviously, with the weather change, uh, you can say that you're going to come out and do what you wanted to do, but you lined up under center, went eye formation the first couple of uh, drives, and then your passing game eventually sets up what is a big running game for Kessler-Dixon. The, the three of the four touchdowns were on the ground, but basically set up through the era. What changed, and, and what uh, did you go through in practice last week to, to get into that eye formation, something that you hadn't done much of? Well, we're just kind of looking forward to the uh, the future forecast here through the playoffs. Instead, so if we want to be a playoff team, you got to be able to grind it out and run it on some people. So, and the kids have been growing all year, just learning how to block a little better in the trenches, um, you know, angles, leverage, all that stuff. They're just they're coming to their own. They know what they're doing when they get a hold of somebody when they're blocking them. Um, so, towards the duration of the game, I mean, we went against the, the Denkirk kids, just amazing athlete. You give a kid 40 times or the ball 40 times a game, he's got to get tired. And I think we wore him down by attacking him. Um, and then eventually we were able to get our trenches going or the kids in the trenches going and found some ways to block their front. Uh, we really talked about that at halftime. You know, we really talked about one formation at halftime, how to correct things. Uh, just kind of gave the kids a confidence, say it's going to be there. Just make sure you hit your guys the right way, and we're going to pop it open. And Kessler took the ball and took it to the house three times. Talk about the changes that you did make, Coach. I mean, obviously you came in with a game plan, and, and then you saw that, I'm not saying it didn't work, but you didn't have any points in the first half either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were struggling on some of the assignments. We just quite weren't getting a crisp edge or a kickout block on a kid here and there. Um, they were still able to get a handout on Kessler. So, you know, we looked at those things, tried to make those changes. Um, then, like you said, we went double tight. We uh, tried to bait him in a little bit to get the play action open. So that opened up the second half. We were able to get a couple or one score on that, another nice long pass down to the goal line. Talking with Ricky Wessel, the head football coach of the Pleasanton Bulldogs, getting ready to take on Twin Loop here tonight. Uh, coaches are always talking about the difference between pass blocking and run blocking. Uh, did you see that as significant as you're trying to run the football here? Yeah, it's tough when you when you uh, kind of. I'm not going to say spoil your offensive lineman when you just ask him to pass blocking or to pass block because that's a tough chore in itself. But it's a whole different technique. You got to get back on more of your heels. Um, and just basically shield the quarterback is when you want them then to start run blocking 
they got to become a different animal. They got to get down low, not a, be a, don't be afraid to get dirty, get down on the hands and knees if they have to cut block or anything like that. But, you know, they have to have a lot of tools in their uh, toolbox right now at this time of year in the playoffs. Got to be able to pass block and run block well. Well, obviously, at this level, it's basically the same kids on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, and we always seem to talk about offense. But let's face it, it was really the defense that won this football game for you. Yeah, the kids played extremely well uh, to keep Kennesaw from scoring a lot of points because they've been dumping it in all year long, scoring high numbers, and our kids did a great job just holding them down. Talk about getting into the fourth quarter, having the kick blocked when you thought it would tie it at 14-14. So you're down one, and we're, we're talking uh, down to the fourth quarter, the last quarter of the season. What made the difference uh, for you to be able to finish things off? Well, just the players I have. I think they just rely on each other so much. They believe in each other. And, you know, no matter what sport you're playing, if a group of guys, you know, their hearts beat as one and they're focused on something like that, you know, they know they can get through it. And they, I, I honestly, it was a you know critical time. You think you'd be panicking, but our boys just, you know, you'd look at them, you'd call a play, you could see the confidence in their eyes uh, because they knew they could rely on each other, the guy next to them. Well, let's talk a little bit about Twin Loop here. Obviously, over the years, uh, you know the style that Coach Kozel likes to run. What do you see from this football team? Oh, they've been improving every week. I've been watching a lot of tape on them here this, these few short days here. Um, started out the season, you know, had a good game opening up against Myrna, and then they kind of uh, had some, a tough schedule towards the middle of the season, but they also had some injuries, and those kids are back, and they're playing some really good football right now. And like you said, Kozel has his style of ball, and that is uh, run the ball, play action you, and catch you sleeping. And he does a great job, and those kids do an excellent job of blocking and running the ball up there. Ricky Wesson with us for another minute here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, head coach at Pleasanton. They do some, not unusual, but they will run it right up at you more than once or twice. It doesn't have to be third and one and a quarterback sneak. If they think you're not where you need to be, Quade Young will just call his own number. Uh, how hard is that to uh, prepare for? Oh, it's very tough. I mean, you can you can outflank them and everything. You think you got the edge because they do a lot of nice sweeps, uh, speed options to the outside. But like you said, Quade, he'll call his number and quarterback sneak right up the middle on you. And you're exactly right. It could be first down. It could be second down along. He's just going to take a shot at trying to get some easy yards up the middle with his big lineman in front of him. How comfortable is Jackson throwing the football? We saw both quarterbacks last week. It wasn't it wasn't full hand around the football. It wasn't maybe exactly what you'd have in summer camp. Uh, how much is that uh, worked on? I mean, if even if you can work on it, uh, some guys like to wear a glove. Some guys don't. Uh, you're probably not going to throw the ball as much. All those things that we can talk about. There's a lot more uh, than just the play call. What goes into the decision of of deciding to throw the football tonight? Yeah, I. I know uh, Jackson had a lot of pressure coming up the middle, and that's just uh, a testimony to the athletic ability on the D-line that Kennesaw had. He didn't have much time at all back there, so we had to kind of ratchet our routes down to really short routes, drag routes, things of that nature. Um, even when we went to our play action, it bought him just a little bit of time to make those completions, and those balls were right on when he had the time. So you know, we kind of have to adjust how we're – we're not going to be able to sit back there at this time of year with the talented D-lines that we're going to be facing with linebackers shooting through at us we got to make sure we want to get into our quick game um, and try to hit those crossing routes or just quick passes rather than sit back in the pocket and dance because you're not going to have that time. And I don't think it was necessarily the cold weather. I think it was more the time factor that he had to throw the ball.
Well, as we've said with a couple of the schools here, the vibe is good. The volleyball team coming back from a, a good, successful state tournament, and it's been 10 years since this football team at Pleasanton has made it into the quarterfinals. What's the feeling like right now? Well, it's kind of deja vu for me because in 2009 we had to go through uh, Sargent in the quarterfinals to move on. So it's you know kind of the same, same people, same teams. We have to do the same thing if we want to move on through a talented twin loop team. All right, Coach, it uh, should be a real competitive football game. As always, best of luck, and thanks for the time. Thanks a lot, Doug. That's Ricky Westland, head football coach of the Pleasanton Bulldogs, and we'll be back with the starting lineups for this state quarterfinal matchup on Power 99 in a minute. This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. And welcome back to Pleasanton. Doug Duda along with Trent Ockengay as we take a look at the starting lineups for tonight's state quarterfinal matchup between the Bulldogs and the Twin Loop Wolves brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for the Wolves of Twin Loop at center, number 99, 250-pound senior Rafe Rupert. At right guard, number 62, 200-pound junior Weston Renneke. At the left guard, number 25, 165-pound junior Sean Quant. At the ends, on the right side, number 9, 155-pound senior Bryce Lamb. And the left end is number 22, 155-pound senior Lathan Collins. The fullback is number 30, 170-pound senior Colby Coons. The running back or eyeback, number 24, 165-pound senior Cooper Coons. And the quarterback, number 33, 205-pound junior Quade Young. The head coach is Mike Kozel, assisted by Rusty Rupert and Zane Young. Twin Loop is 6-4 and four on the season. They have won five in a row. They shut out Axtell in the first round of the playoffs for their first upset, and then Mullen upset Sandhill Stedford, so last week he had the 11 versus the 14, and it was a win for Twin Loop over their arch rival in Mullen. Now the starting lineup for your Pleasanton Bulldogs at center, number 11, 5'6", 164-pound sophomore Chase Pulowski. The guards are number 31, 5'10", 162-pound junior Broderick Pates. And number 32, 5'10", 212-pound senior Connor Hand. The ends are number 8, 6'4", 212-pound junior Tice Westland. And number 10, 5'10", 166-pound freshman Trevin Went. In the backfield, number 21, 6'2", 177-pound senior Kessler Dixon. They'll list Seth Eckel as a wide receiver, 5 850-pound senior. He will wear number four. And their quarterback is number 35, 5'11", 196-pound senior, Jackson Keyshaw. The Pleasanton Bulldogs are 9-1, and one, excuse me, 8-2 and two on the season for the Pleasanton Bulldogs, and they have beat, 
Brady, and then, of course, last week, Kennesaw here in the state football playoffs. Those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Pleasanton will receive the football to get things underway here this evening, and they'll move from north to south. The wind, about five to seven miles an hour, is blowing a little bit out of the south-southwest. And we also need to take a look at our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. Both teams pretty healthy. Both teams have been banged up during the year, Trent, uh, significantly for Pleasanton. They've been banged up at the end position, but they've been healthy coming into the, the playoffs. On the other side, you had Sean Quant, the outstanding junior uh, guard and lineman. Uh, he was out uh, with a summer accident and didn't get back until week number five, and uh, he is ready to go. And those are our injury reports brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. And uh, so Pleasanton receives the ball. We'll see if they come out. Last week they came out with the I formation. We'll see if they go with that or if they try to spread Twin Loop out. Twin Loop's a little bigger than Kennesaw. Maybe see if they try to exploit that uh, that speed difference on the perimeter. And then you take a look at one of the things that has happened for Twin Loop that they're still dealing with is they've kind of moved their linemen around, guard to center, center to guard, and, and moving around like, because they have had a lot of problems with the center quarterback exchange and uh, about last week about 10 times the ball ended up on the floor we saw that last week with Kennesaw they shorted up in the second and third and most of the fourth quarters it became an issue maybe on their last drive of consequence in that football game so Pleasanton saw a lot of that last week and if uh, Twin Loops had trouble with it all year there's no reason to think it's going to magically dry up here tonight but they did switch the guard and center again coming into tonight's game yeah so it might go good in practice, that quarterback-center exchange, but when you get a, uh, a quarterfinal uh, nose guard, uh, that kind of caliber kid across from you, it makes it just a little bit more difficult to uh, keep your hands in there because you're worried about snapping the ball, putting it up there long enough so the quarterback can grab it, and then you're trying to make that block and not get not blow up the whole play. So, um, yeah, that quarterback-center exchange is going to be something to look at. But we're looking forward to bringing you a real good football game here tonight. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer. The Pleasanton Bulldogs and the Wolves of Twin Loop in the 2019 D2 State Quarterfinals. It's coming up here in just a moment on Power 99, KKPR-FM. Carney, Pleasanton, Sargent will be back with the kickoff right after this. Time out. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox and water furnace dealer. It's never too late to be sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Axman Heating and Air can do it all from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat, and infrared heat for your farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sales, and service. Axman Heating and Air, your water furnace and Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Phillips Insurance Agency, providing crop insurance for over 40 years, handling multi-parallel crop insurance since its expansion into the private market. Find out about coverage available for hail, wind, and fire. Phillips Insurance is crop insurance specialist with a farming background. We specialize in crop insurance business that changes and evolves with new rules, rates, and regulations on a continuous basis. Insuring over 60,000 acres in central Nebraska area. Find us online at phillipsinsagency.com. Or call Scott, Nathan, or Kyle today. Lammers Truck Line, The River Stop, and Nichols Repair in Pleasanton are all very proud to support this high school sports broadcast. Nichols Repair is a championship quality auto service center. The River Stop is the only stop you need to make before and after the game. 
for pizzas, refreshment, and to fill your tank. Best of luck from the River Stop, Lammers Truck Line, and Nichols Repair, all of Pleasanton. We are very proud to support our area athletes and coaches. Good luck, Bulldogs. Let's take a look at the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard right now. In Class D1, on the breeze, 94.5. Late second quarter, Arcadia Loop City 16, Dundee County Stratton 14. It is Burwell 44, Cambridge 34, late third quarter. In D2, Overton 14, Central Valley 6 in the second quarter. And uh, we can tell you that Falls City Sacred Heart has defeated Bloomfield 36 to nothing, and Overton has just scored again 22 to six over Central Valley up in Wallback. The Overton Central Valley winner plays the winner of this game, Pleasanton and Twin Loop. No matter what, Pleasanton wins. They are on the road. If Twin Loop wins, they would either host Central Valley or go to Overton. Put the ball on the tee here for Twin Loop. Is going to be Lathan Collins. We'll see what kind of a leg he has because they went through a couple kickers as well this year for Twin Loop. And we are underway with the State High School quarterfinals. Returnable taken on the run at the 10-yard line. Went up to the 15, up to the 20-25, and he's going to return the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Pleasanton went. The freshman celebrates a little bit as he goes into the end zone. A 70-yard kickoff return, and that'll warm you up if you're a little bit cold here on the home side. Yeah, that'll take away any opening nerves you had. So uh, you wonder if, you know, having a kicker that can get it into the end zone is so big especially an eight man there's so much more room to run and that time there's a big lane for trevin went and the freshman takes advantage and what a start for pleasanton well you just don't expect to have that pop on you right away and uh, 11 seconds into this football game you have got uh, a six nothing lead here and it looks like they're going to go for two they could set the precedence about what they want to do grady chandler obviously can kick the extra points but they're pretty sure twin loop will be going for two so We'll see what they do as they line up in an eye formation here under center. Keyshaw gives it off on the left side on a short little toss, and in for the two-point conversion is Kessler-Dixon. Can't start any better than that if you're Pleasanton. Nope, you saw the uh, toss sweep to the outside. Um, looked like Pleasanton knew they were going to try to get upfield and set the edge, so they had a block, so they'd kick the end out, and he'd cut up, and as an easy two points. Our first five points bank touchdown. Five points bank. The better man can Carney went 70 yards to open up the game on a kickoff return. Twin Loop gets a crack when we come back. Trotter Fertilizer and Service of Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes and wish them good luck in the competition. Stop in and talk to the experts at Trotter Fertilizer and Service of Pleasanton for everything you need to keep your farm rolling and your crops growing, including chemicals and fertilizer. Trotter Fertilizer and Service in Pleasanton. Good luck, Bulldogs. Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see Trotter. Well, we saw a little bit of that Pleasanton speed on the opening kickoff, and now Chandler ready to kick it away here for the Bulldogs. Twin loop just puts Coons back as he stands at the goal line, and the kick is away and returnable. He'll take it on the run at the 8-yard line, starts up the right side, 10, 15, little room 20, 25, 30. Not quite as big a gap as Pleasanton had, but he's still on his feet as he gets into Bulldog territory and brought down near the 37-yard line in Pleasanton Bulldog territory. So Twin Loop starts off in great position here, trailing 8 to nothing. And a little preview of what they're going to have to deal with. Colby Coons is dragging defenders uh, 3, 4, 5 yards, and he's a tough running kid. Uh, these guys have played a lot of football, 
and uh, see, it's important for them to come out and really set the tone offensively after giving up the kickoff return. We talked about it in the pregame with Quade Young. They might run 10 quarterback sneaks here, just depending on how you line up defensively. Young gets really low, crouches down under that big center, turns and hands it off. Right side, Coons is wearing number 20 tonight, and he'll get to the 31-yard line, maybe even a little closer. Nice gain on the opening carry of the ball game here for the Wolves. It will be a gain of six to the 31, second down and four. Yeah, just a nice little quick iso play off the tackle there, and and Coons, he's, he runs low and to the ground with great balance, patience, and uh, able to get ahead of the sticks on first down. you got a 250-pound center with some backs that you can't necessarily see, and they'll put Coons in the slot left. Had it to Colby off the right side. There's nowhere to go, so he runs back up over center. Went tries to wrap him up, but he's actually going to get a couple inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. So Colby wears 30, Cooper wears 20. And it is third down and short, about two yards to go, maybe a yard and a half. And they have thrown the ball this year, but, you know, the way they're moving the football right now, don't be surprised if they just come out and try to um, – they're, they're a lot bigger up front, so they just kind of want to run you over. They want to lean on you. Uh, QB sneak, also an option. They average nearly 20 yards per completion this year. Only 35 completed passes. Third and short. Cooper Coons in motion. There's that quarterback sneak by Young, and Young should have enough for the first down. He just follows his big left guard in Sean Quant, and he's going to be between the 31 and 32, closer to the 31, and that would be enough to move the chains here. They don't even have to bring him in. First and 10 for Twin Loop. They're trailing 8 to nothing. The Bulldogs, if you joined us late, you missed it. They returned the opening kickoff 70 yards for a touchdown with the uh, freshman Trevin Went. But now, after returning the kick to the 37, Twin Loop is in good shape, first and 10 at the dog 21. Yeah, and they just 26. They sent uh, Colby Coons out in motion to kind of create some deception for a swing pass, but kept it up the middle. So Cooper's in the slot left. Colby's in the backfield. There's that quarterback sneak again. Quade Young, they try to get it low and bring him down. He'll pick up a couple. Dixon high. Westland low. Also in there on the tackle was uh, Wyatt Reese. So a minimal gain of about three. It's going to be second down and seven. We'll officially call it the 23. And you know, Doug, what that does, uh, we talked about the quarterback center exchange issues. Well, if you're going forward on the quarterback sneak, your hands are going to stay right up there on that football underneath the center's tail, and uh, you're going to have a little better success uh, holding on to that football. And if it's a close game, this really wears on you as a defense because you don't really get to do anything. You just have to get through there and find the quarterback. Coons in motion, option play. They pitch it right side, and there's nowhere to go. Hit the backfield is Colby Coons, and he's going to lose a couple of yards back to the 25. It'll be third down and nine. Yeah, Kessler Dixon, you'll hear that name a lot. Uh, had a great game last week on, uh, you know, keeping Tyson Dankert in check for the most part, and that time came off the edge and, and really swallowed that thing up. They tried to run a quick option off the right side. Um, didn't really have any lead blocking out there, so it was just a matter of trying to deceive and get to the edge. Doug Duda, Trent Akengay with you here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Eight to nothing already in favor of Pleasanton. They return the opening kickoff. Eckel gets out here to cover the wide receiver in uh, Slate Michael. Or, excuse me, that is uh, out here on the wing. And instead, the ball is uh, in Young's hands, and he goes nowhere. I thought they were going to try a little wide receiver screen out here to Lathan Collins. And they actually lose another yard back to the 26 right where they began. And now it's fourth down and 10. And they, uh, yeah, you're way behind the sticks here. And uh, they trade to. They tried to take a linebacker out of the box by uh, having doubles and then running the guy in motion, but uh, sometimes that's not set up until um, you actually give it to him on the sweep, but nevertheless. This is, is kind of where it hurts Twin Loop when you know they have to throw the football. One wide receiver 
with Coons in the backfield and back to pass Young. Scoop pass underneath to Coons. He's trying to get to the outside. He will, but he won't have near enough for the first down. He'll be shoved out of bounds at around the 20-yard line. A gain of six, but Pleasanton will take over first and ten at their own 20, up by a score of eight to nothing. Yeah, and we saw him run that in warm-ups. Um, you know, you got everybody lined up across the the 40 there, and you're trying to hide that, and they just ran that. Almost looked like, you know, the ref throwing it back to the ball boy, that little underhand throw, and it uh, just wasn't enough. Um, they tried to get to the edge and make Colby Coons make a play, but this Pleasanton Bulldog defense is fast, and they tackle well. And and Coach Kozel said it in our pregame interview. It took us a while to just realize we just need to line up and run over people. That's great until you can't do it or you you have a bad exchange. So the first offensive snap of the game here for Jackson Keyshaw outside of that two-point conversion. Went in motion, covered deep down the middle of the field. Going for Westland. The ball's tipped it incomplete. It was in Cooper Coons' hands at midfield. And then Westland almost got to it on the deflection. And had he, there was nobody left behind. And it'll be second down and ten. So a lot of excitement for an incomplete pass. Yeah, Cooper Coons should have had that ball. Um, you know, they sent Westland on the on the, just a go-route, kind of, and he kind of fighting with some little bit of contact. But... Uh, Good defense there to just break that thing up. They are lucky, though, he didn't take that, uh, catch it off the deflection. And again, Cooper's about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, Tice is 6'4". That's exactly what they were trying to do, throw it up so you don't want to underthrow. Second out and 10, Keyshaw gives it to Dixon. Big hole off the right side. He's got the 30-yard line. He's got the 33-yard line. A first down, a gain of 13. Moves the chains here for Pleasanton. Up 8 nothing after returning the opening kickoff. 70 yards for a touchdown. We have 7.51 to go here in the second quarter. At halftime, Overton 22, Central Valley 6 is the score. Burwell now leads Cambridge 52-34 to as they move into the fourth quarter. That has got to be a shock to Cambridge. They haven't given up that many points, and Burwell really doesn't score that much. Out of a wishbone, it's a Wildcat snap over the left side. Kessler-Dixon, minimal gain up to the 35-yard line, a gain of two. That's a lot of what we saw last year from this Pleasanton team. They were banged up, and they ended up running a lot of Wildcat. Yeah, so uh, first time we've seen that tonight. They ran eye formation on a two-point conversion, and they ran doubles out of the shotgun look, and that time with the Wildcat. So uh, they spread the field out on first down. And uh, it almost got intercepted, but what it did, it stretched the field for the defense, and that opened up the run for Kessler-Dixon. Now you got Went, who's probably the fastest guy out there, and you got Tice Westland, who's probably the tallest guy out there. Those are the two wide receivers, one each way. On second down, hand it to Dixon again off the right side. He gets through the first seam, but a good open field tackle coming in there from his linebacker position is Quade Young, and he'll wrap him up after a gain of about a yard up to the 36-yard line. So it's going to be third down and seven. Yeah, it looked like maybe he had room to run, just a simple dive. And then Quaid Young, the leading tackler for uh, Sergeant uh, Twin Loop, you know, he came through, and he's a sure tackler. Kind of did that gator roll where you grab the legs and roll over, and there's nowhere for him to go. So third down here, and if uh, Twin Loop can get a stop, you can get that punt that's so badly needed. Trying to get some adjustments here. Westland will be the right end. Trying to get Dixon Twins to the left side. On third down and long, empty backfield here for Jackson Keyshaw. Drops back to pass. Fly pattern down the right side for when it's underthrown, and it's off his fingertips at the 20-yard line covered by Cooper Coons. So a couple times here that we've thrown the ball early, uh, they've been underthrown, and you could kind of see, remember last week, Trent, in that first quarter, and of course they didn't throw it that much, but 
it was more like a shot put. You could tell they didn't have a good grip on the ball. They had an okay grip, but it wasn't like we were talk, chucking it around in the backyard this summer. Yeah, it's, and you know some of those games where you know you're going to win, there's not as much pressure. You'll just you'll just sit back and you'll just sling that thing. And that time they're trying to just place it in the in the right position and and just just wasn't able to connect. So Keyshaw to punt, not much of a rush at all. Not much of a punt either. It's taken at the 19-yard line up to the 20, the 25, and up to the 27-yard line. It's a 25-yard punt and a return of 8 yards. First and 10 for Twin Loop at their own 27. Pleasanton 8, Twin Loop nothing with 6.14 to go here in quarter number one. Again, Pleasanton returned the opening kickoff 70 yards for the only score, and each team now has had it. Once on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, nice clean game early on. No uh, no balls on the ground, no penalties so far. So we'll see if Twin Luke can come out and try to establish that run, try to lean on these Pleasanton Bulldogs. Trying to suck more of that defense in the box, get them up closer to the line. You really basically got seven guys in the box, and there is a penalty flag. Our first of the ball game, and it looked like maybe the end took off a little quick there for Twin Luke. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right, Doug. So lining up in the neutral zone called Again, I've got to talk to Jimmy about that, Trent. Offsides on the offense. There is no such a thing. Yeah, there is not, but uh that's what they call her and back him up five. Uh so a five yard penalty, first and fifteen, and again those are the little things, any kind of a hold when uh you're playing a good competition when all you're trying to do is run them over. Uh, you need 10 yards. You don't need 15 and 20. Yeah, it's kind of like that Iowa offense where they rely on uh, establishing the run and getting up on you early, and then they can control the game with uh, time of possession. First and 15. Slot left. Single back. Cooper Colby Coons off the left side. He'll get to the 25, and they'll throw him forward. Trevin went, and he got almost all of that five yards of penalty back. We'll give it four. It'll be second down and 11. Yeah, and, and you wonder here, second down and 11, maybe a good time to – uh, you use that play action. You know it's coming on third down if you try it. Uh, second down may be a good time to try it, especially since um, you're not running the ball particularly well yet. Um, that, that happens in the first quarter of games, and then usually second, third quarter, the, you start to get some of those chunks. Well, Arcadia Loop City punched one in right before the half. They lead it 24-14 at halftime. Dundee County Stratton, that game currently on the breeze, 94.5. Also, Platte River Preps. Com. For the first time, they'll spread the field, send wideouts each way, one to the right. That's the wide side. Quade Young just hands it off, and Coons puts both hands over the football. No contact until he got to the 30, and Dixon will upend him at the 31-yard line. He gained a sixth that time for Colby Coons. Well, now you're back to the third and manageable, at least. Uh, concerning where you're at, first and 15, you're looking at third down and caught six. Um, gives you a few more options. Um, you don't have to just uh, go for it all. You can you can still run the football, um, or you, or you can try that play action pass. They've been looking at they've been running him in motion and looking at maybe a swing pass here. Well, as Mike Kojel told us a couple of times, he goes, hopefully we don't have to throw it five times, not even in this football game. So even on long yardage situations, they're still going to want to run the football. Coons put out wide to the right, Young back to pass, looking over the middle of the football field, and he overthrows his intended target down at the midfield stripe, trying to get it to uh, Lathan Collins, who did have a little room covered by Seth Eckel and Trevin Went down there. That'll be fourth down. And a punting situation here for Twin Loop. And they just uh, ran him on a kind of a crossing route. He ha- They had him there, but 
Ball was just overthrown. You can kind of see why Coach Kozel maybe wants to run the football, but just wasn't in the cards this possession. So it'll be fourth down and six yards to go. Twin loop at their own 30-yard line, trailing eight to nothing. And waiting for the snap. Long count this time. Snaps a little high. Here comes pressure and almost got it blocked, but they got the kick away. Not a big, deep kick. It goes out of bounds just inside the 30. Kessler Dixon, if he knew he wasn't going to rough him, would have blocked that punt, but he just didn't want to rough him. And it ends up only being a 20-yard punt from 30 to 30, and Pleasanton will have it first down and yeah, 10. Yeah, but that pressure, what it does is it, it rushes you as a punter, so you've got you've got to rush through that kick and and then kind of went off the side of his foot there. But you've got to be careful when you're when you're trying to block a punt because if you do make that incidental contact, it can it can sure turn into a first down for the other team in a hurry. And an eight-man with that 80-yard field, any kind of 15-yard chunk is a huge one. So 8 nothing Pleasanton, 4-13 to go in the first quarter. They've got the ball at their own 30-yard line. And Keyshaw, quarterback draw off the left side, stumbles, regains his balance, gets to the 35, and stretches forward close to the 36-yard line before he is upended there by Colby Coons. Yeah, not sure if that was a read or a design, but either way, they fake it to they fake it to Kessler Dixon, and defense bites on him, and Keyshaw had a lot of room to run there. Uh, you know, good six yards on first down. I think uh, he was keeping it the whole way because sometimes you watch it at the high school level. They'll they'll make the fake, but there was no intent to uh, to even do it. Uh, a couple of times you'll see that, but these guys have done it enough that now they'll put Keyshaw under center. Second down and a long four. Out of the I formation, they'll toss it. Dixon trying to follow his blockers, and that didn't work. The big man, Rafe Rupert, will swallow him up as he gets back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be third and four. Yeah, Rafe Rupert's played a lot of football. Uh, he's been a two- or three-year starter for them, and in that time they try to pull a guard, but when there's penetration, when you're trying to pull, it just blows the whole thing up and really uh, messes it up from the get-go. Twin Loop had a nice run back in 2016 and 17. Of course, made it all the way to the state championship where uh, they had beaten Sand Hill Stedford in a great game in the semifinals. Back to that Wildcat. Dixon, direct snap off the left side. First down and more. 35-30. Foot race with Coons. 20-15. And he shoves him out of bounds. Or did he? No. He got to the end zone. Touchdown. 44 yards. Pretty quick, Doug. Kissler Dixon, you give that guy some space, and he's tough to bring down. He shed a tackle. I wasn't sure if he stepped out either, but did a good job of towing the line. And now Pleasanton, uh, they got a two-touchdown lead uh, here in the first quarter. 309 to go in the first and boy when uh, Coons uh, dead sprint Cooper shoved him in the back and Dixon just too strong he did not step out of bounds maybe threw him off stride by about a step but was able to tip down down that Wolves sideline to make it 14 to nothing and Pleasanton going to go for two this time they'll run it out of the shotgun with twins stacked to the right went in motion no handoff. They'll just float into the end zone jump ball and over Westland's head, covered by Coons. So the fade uh, did not connect. And another five points bank touchdown. A 44-yard run by Kessler Dixon. He had three in the fourth quarter last week, one in the first quarter here. It is Pleasanton 14, twin loop nothing on Power 99. 
Whatever machining you need done, large jobs or small, see Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a general machine shop serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Get it done right. Get it done by Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes in and out of the game. Teamwork is like a good running machine. It takes a lot to work as a team and a lot of parts to run the machines. Hand Machining knows about teamwork and hard work, so trust your machines to the professionals at Hand Machining in Pleasanton. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes this year and wish them the best of luck in the games they play. Call Bailey Drywall of Pleasanton for residential or commercial drywall jobs. From the smallest paths to the largest walls, the professionals at Bailey Drywall can fix it right in a timely manner. New construction or just a remodel, for all your drywall projects, big or small, they take care of all your walls. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton. Well, tagged the first down and the touchdown on the board for Kessler-Dixon. And Pleasanton off to a 14-0 start here over Twin Loop. And the ball booted away by Chandler into the open field. Coons had to go get it on the right hash near the 5, up to the 10, the 15. And a great open field tackle by Jackson Keyshaw at the 18-yard line. He was the first one down there. There was actually some pretty good blocking on the play by Twin Loop. It's just that Keyshaw got through. He was the only guy there where Coons might have been able to pick up about 10 more. First and 10 at the 18. It is so important to have a, a kickoff coverage team, especially if you can't get it into the end zone that is sure tacklers because a lot of times you're on space one-on-one, especially here in eight-man. And, uh, yeah, Jackson Keyshaw, tremendous job of bringing down Coons. And we talk about that all the time, especially in a smaller town. If you can have an eight-man kicker that can put it in the end zone, he is gold. The kid's going to get on the field all the time. Bryce Lamb splits out wide to the right. They've got twins as they go open for the first time. Coons in motion, and Quade Young will hand it to him on the jet sweep. Good block on the outside, but then he ran into his own man, and Seth Eckel fights off the block and drops him after about a yard and a half gain. That looked like that was going to be a pretty big play. But Seth Eckel fights off his block to make the tackle. It'll be second and nine. Yeah, and Tyce Westland playing in tonight. He he turned that thing upfield, did a good job of setting the edge. That's so important that you don't get sealed on the perimeter. So he sets the edge, and and then, then that allowed the play to get stopped for about a yard gain. So now you find twin loop behind the sticks again. Second down and nine. Ball just short of the 20-yard line, 14 to nothing. Bulldogs with 2.20 and counting to go here in the first quarter. Cooper Coons in motion. They'll hand it to Colby. Follows his block from Cooper, and Dixon's in there around the ankles after a gain of two, and the only reason he gained two is because they tackled him forward to the 22. They hit him right at the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down and seven. Yeah, so just kind of they ran him in motion, and it was basically a power play, and there was just nothing doing because... You know, they're getting great penetration tonight. Uh, Westland, Eckel, and Keyshaw, those guys are playing great so far. And Kessler-Dixon. Kessler-Dixon's been everywhere. So third down, again, you think it's a passing situation, but we haven't seen it yet. Technically, I suppose the pitch forward was would be called the pass, but that's all that it was. We haven't seen Young back to roll it out. And here's a quarterback roll to the right. He just wants to run, breaks the first tackle, gets a couple up to the 24, but that's it. Westland was the first one in there. Then Dixon and Keyshaw, along with some help over there from Wyatt Reese, brought him down, and it'll be fourth down and another punting situation here at their own 25-yard line, fourth and three and a half. And they were running through some uh, fake punt plays um, early, you know, in the pregame. We'll see if that comes out here if you take the gamble. But you're only down two touchdowns, maybe not the time to do it. 
Trying to survive that first quarter, but down 14 to nothing is Twin Loop. Back to return it is Went. Six men coming here for Pleasanton. It looks like they're going to bring some pressure this time. They almost got him last time. Long count, good snap pressure from the right side, but more time. High, that's a pretty good punt. And Went couldn't locate it. It bounces at the 28. He picks it up, goes back to the 15 or the 18, goes back to the 15 and gets tackled there. That's a nice job on that punt for Twin Loop. And that's going to go for 37 yards and actually lose a couple on the return. So Pleasanton will start at their own 15. Yeah, and that snap got back there um, in great time. So that, that gave Coons plenty of time to get set and kick the football. And if I think if Went doesn't pick that thing up, it, it'd be down at the 10 or maybe even the 8-yard line somewhere in that range. I think he just lost it. That's why, you know, hard to believe, but uh, he lost it somewhere up in the air. And now we go back to that eye formation for Jackson Keyshaw. Dixon is the eye. And back to packs is Keyshaw. He's looking out here in the flat, and it's off the fingertips of Brady Klein. Set him up on the right end. Just drug him right across the middle for about a five-yarder, and Keyshaw led him. And again, Jackson was a little slow out of the gate last week before he started to catch fire. Most of the season, though, he's been highly, highly productive. A lot of 25 of 32s, 24 for 29 type football games. Uh, a lot of those are short passes, and uh, they use that to set up the bomb. Yeah, and uh, Keyshaw started one for nine last week uh, before he really got warmed up. And that time, just crossing routes, uh, they call it the mesh concept, and usually that brings out a open receiver, and he, he had him there just off the fingertips. Yeah, Coach Westland telling us a lot of study from the old ball coach at Washington State, Mike Leach. Echel in motion, Keyshaw to throw, deep down the middle of the field, and wide open is Dixon, and he dropped the ball at midfield. He was so open, but coming down the field to try and knock down the underthrown ball was Lathan Collins, and I think he saw the ball, and Collins were going to arrive maybe about the same time. Yeah, just a double move on the edge. Uh, you know, they ran the crossers before that time. He faked, jab-stepped, and, and went deep, and he was there all the way. Just couldn't haul that thing in, and... Uh, we talked about the slow start from the quarterback position. Sometimes it's not all the throws. Sometimes your your guys trying to catch the ball need to need to do so. Third down and ten. Pleasanton at their own fifteen. They lead it fourteen to nothing, with thirty-two seconds remaining here in the first quarter of play. Twins to the right, single to the left, ball right in the middle of the field. Keyshaw takes a five-step drop, middle to Went, a little high, but he goes up and catches it and is not going to get much at all. Twin loops all over this one. Young's in there to make the tackle after a gain of just a couple. It'll be fourth down and eight. Boy, if that thing is thrown on the money, it could have went a long ways, but Went had to go up and make a great catch, but it just threw off the timing of everything, and Twin Loop had the opportunity to recover, so they forced the three and out, and they're still hanging around in this thing. So Cooper and Colby Coons will stand back. We'll send one about nine yards deeper than the other, but the first quarter will come to an end here in the 2019 D1 State Quarterfinals. Pleasanton 14, Twin Loop nothing. You're listening to the State Playoffs on Power 99, brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. 
There's just one place where students are students first and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. As we get ready to start the second quarter of play, a punting situation coming up here for Pleasanton. And what win we do have, they were able to uh, now have it their back as we start the quarter. As the kick is away, and that's a low-line driver. It stays in a little longer, bounced at the 40, and is going to roll out of bounds short of the 30-yard line. So Keyshaw didn't get quite all of that one. They're going to be very gratuitous and mark him at the 30. So that's going to be a 35-yard punt with about 12 yards of roll. Yeah, that thing barely got over the lineman's head, but it was to the side. So uh, twin loop, they're going to have to come out and establish the run a little bit better, um, averaging 2.8 yards a carry in that first quarter. Trying to spread it out now a little bit more so that if they do pop one, it becomes big. But it's just man-to-man coverage here, Trent. On first down, Coons, the lone man of the backfield. They fake that quarterback sneak, trying to get to the right side. Quade Young just doing it as strong as he can, and he gets five. And that's one of the better runs we've seen so far here for Twin Loop. Their opening drive, they returned it to the 37. They marched it down to the 20, but got stopped on fourth and long. Yeah, and Quade Young, he's listed at 205 on the roster, but he's all of that. And, uh, you know, he just bounced it out to the outside. He's tough to bring down, but... Pleasanton's got just three, four, five really great tacklers on their defense, and they haven't missed many tonight. And remember, they they don't reweigh these kids later in the season. This is all back in August, so you're exactly right. Some of them obviously are a little bit bigger. Cooper Coons in motion. They pitch it to Colby, trying to get around the left side. Westland's back there to bring him down, and we get a late penalty flag. Kessler Dixon was in there. And we are going to have a personal foul face mask on the tackle. And that's a 15-yarder and the second first out of the ball game here for Twin Loop. The run was good to get back to the line of scrimmage, but this will be a 15-yarder and move the ball into Pleasanton territory. So if you're Twin Loop, this is the break you needed. You're down two scores. Haven't been moving the ball very well, so I'll move that thing 15 yards down the field, and you get a first down, fresh set of downs, and, and it opens back up your playbooks where you can – um, you know, keep running those quarterback sneaks, toss sweeps. They try to toss sweep it and then have Quaid Young as the lead blocker, but Pleasanton just too fast, and he wasn't able to get there. Humphrey St. Francis up on Plainview in the first quarter, 24-6. to There's a rematch of the final game of the regular season, and that's Plainview's only loss, St. Francis undefeated on the D1 East side. First and 10 at the Pleasanton 30. Cooper Coons in motion from right to left. Colby pitch sweep to the left side, and boy, Westland is just doing a great job on the outside. You see the size, and I think you've got the size in the bulk, center, guard, guard, but the ends are just not matching up with the defensive pressure right now that Pleasanton is able to bring on the outside from Dixon and Westland. Yeah, left guard is listed at 165, and Tice Westland, he's, a, he's big. He's been lead blocking all night. He's been he's been coming in from uh, you know his end position or his linebacker. They're kind of moving him around back and forth, and, and he's really cleaning up well. Just no room for twin loop to run. They haven't taken a shot yet, and uh, you don't know how many shots they will take during the ball game. Lined up in the left slot this time will be Cooper Coons. 
Motion left to right. They'll run the same play to the right. Colby didn't like the outside. Cuts it back up, and there is Jackson Keyshaw to hit him. Coons fights off it for a couple of yards before Went and Dixon finish him off. Also on the bottom of the pile there is Brady Klein. Gang tackling, and again, Trent, Doug, did along with Trent Ockegay. Trent, when you've got seven guys in the box, it's pretty easy to have the opportunity to gang tackle two, three, four guys because you're not running from all the way across the field or 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and the splits on the offensive line, you're almost uh, cleat to cleat. There's no, there's no, you know, space out there, so everything's condensed. As long as you set the edge and fill, you're gonna, you're gonna have success on defense. Third down and eight. Twin loop at the Pleasanton 28-yard line. Pleasanton up early second quarter, 14-0. Toss sweep. Coons around the left side. Again, he breaks one tackle, and he stood up as he gets to the 25-yard line and driven backwards. It'll be a gain of three, fourth down and five, of course, in go-for-it territory here for Twin Loop. They were stopped on fourth and ten on their opening drive of the football game at the 21-yard line. Now they are going to try and pound this one into the red zone. And I know they don't like to throw the ball, but if you if you do take a shot towards the end zone here and it's it's picked off, you make the tackle, you can gain a little bit of field position there, and I think they're going to talk about it here. So Twin Loop will call our first time out, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Here when you need us at ENT. It's 14 to nothing Pleasanton with nine minutes to go in the first half on Power 99. As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers and Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. State football playoffs continue Friday night with the semifinals in 11 and 6 man. St. Paul at Oakland Craig here on Power 99. Sutton and Lions against BRLD on the breeze, 94.5. Fourth and five twin loop at the Sargent 25-yard line. And Quade Young to throw out here into the flat. The ball tipped and broken up, went at the 20-yard line. All they were trying to do was hit the sticks there to Cooper Coons. But the first pass downfield is incomplete. And Pleasanton will take over, leading 14 to nothing at their own 20. 25-yard line. And I know sometimes when you don't throw a lot, it's hard to go through progressions, but Bryce Lamb on uh, his his slant route, he was wide open. Nobody around him, I think. Maybe he, he was the receiver to go to there, but either way, Pleasant's going to take over, and they stalled out last drive. We'll see if they can put together a drive and really open this thing up. First down and 10. Already leading 14 to nothing, going with that diamond wildcat formation. This time Dixon off the left side, follows his lead blocker for about four and a half. He'll get up to the 29-yard line. The tackle made there by Colby Coons. Other scores to take a look at in the east of D1. Howells Dodge leading Osceola High Plains 14 to 8 in the second quarter. Tri-County with a 6 to nothing lead over Cross County in the second quarter of play. The second half underway up at Wallback. And it's still 22-6, Overton leading Central Valley on the other side of this bracket. Second down and six at their own 29-yard line. Same thing, only Dixon to the right side. Follows Westland, gets into the secondary, trying to shake that ankle tackle. He'll get across the 35 and down to the 38, close to the 39-yard line. A gain of 10 on the play and a first down for the Bulldogs. Man, how much confidence do you have as a runner if you're dragging a defender and you're looking, you're trying to set up your juke while a guy's hanging off of you, Kessler Dixon. He's got great 
uh, blockers in front of him, too. Tice Westland and Jackson Keyshaw have, have really blocked great tonight. So 14 and nothing in favor here. Pleasanton coming into tonight's football game with a record of 8-2. and 6-4 and four for Twin Loop. Two teams by seed that weren't supposed to be here, but a big win last week over Kennesaw. I formation first and 10. Keyshaw under center. He's going to go with the counter right side. Dixon, big hole right side, 35-30. Down the right sideline, 20, and into the end zone. Touchdown number two for Kessler Dixon. He'll take it in from 41 yards out. Just a little quick cross buck there, and uh, linebacker's eyes fooled him there, and Dixon had nobody even close to him. Ran along the goal line and handed it to the ref before he was ready for it. Confidence there. Uh, he's over 100 yards already early in this ball game. So after stopping Twin Loop, they go 55 yards, and now they'll bring Chandler in to kick the extra point. Good snap, and boy, he popped that baby way up, and they're going to say it is no good to the left. He got under that one in warm-ups. He was kicking him low, so I'm sure he was trying to keep his head down there. The PAT no good, but still a five-points bank touchdown. The second touchdown run for Kessler-Dixon from 41 yards out. We have 7.39 to go in the first half. It's Pleasanton 20, twin loop nothing. Trust is earned over generations, not seasons. For over 165 years, the Rank family's been earning that trust where it counts the most, in your fields and yields they don't lie. With over a thousand top finishes in first and state trials over the last three years, Rank Seed proves its value through superior genetics and production. One family, seven generations, all working for your success. Rank means results. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches beyond the farm. We support mental health programs for Nebraskans and inform youth and consumers about agriculture. We're your neighbors. Through our partnership with 4-H and FFA, we bring people together to strengthen our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, a passion for our land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Grady Chandler ready to kick it away here, and he smacked it into the ground, so it's a low rolling kick picked up at the 21-yard line, and Coons just had to fall on it. It looked like he was going to get it cleanly, but it was bouncing all over the place. It'll be first down and 10 at their own 21-yard line, and this is not where Twin Loop wants to be, Trent. Uh, they have to run the football, and you can't get down big and force yourself into changing your game plan. And uh, when do you start gambling? You don't want to do it yet. They need to march this ball down the field and get in the end zone. 20 to nothing, Pleasant. Yeah, it's really important they come out and, and get a first down in two or three plays and really, really extend a drive and really put something together. Cooper Coons will split out wide to the right. Colby's in the backfield. Double end on first down and 10. Coons in motion. Straight up the middle with the fullback and diving out to the 25-yard line. That kind of worked. That's basically all it was is he just saw the hole and instead of running through it, he dove through it and a gain of four. It'll be second down at about six and a half. Yeah, whatever you can do to get yards, Doug. And uh, they ran they ran the other Coons in motion and uh, they're maybe looking at that swing pass, trying to set that up with the fullback dive to draw that defense in. Again, Trevin Went returned the opening kickoff for 70 yards and Kessler Dixon had a 44 and a 41-yard run and that's how Pleasanton has their points. Here is the fake counter. They're going to go the option, wheeling out here to the right side, pitching it to Coons, and nowhere to go. Seth Eckel will make the tackle on Cooper Coons, and they're going to lose a couple back to the 23-yard line. It'll be third down 
and about eight yards to go. I, you can, you know, that's a bread and butter play, that option play for this uh, twin loop team, and it looks good. It's just covered, and you know everybody was accounted for. Uh, Dixon had quarterback, Eckel had running back. They're so good at tackling one on one that there's just nowhere for Twin Loop to go. We talked about it with Coach Wesson in the pregame. Everybody wants to talk about the offense, and when you can throw an eight-man, that's really something. But their defense was what won the football game for them last week, and and, uh, don't overlook that. So it's going to be third down and about eight. Coons in motion out of the shotgun. Quade Young, it's student body left, trying to get to the corner, and Tice Westland will shove him out of bounds, getting back maybe to the line of scrimmage, and maybe not. It doesn't matter. It's going to be fourth down and long, and the Wolves are going to have to punt the football again. Yeah, now you really find yourself behind the eight ball here. These ends for Pleasanton are playing so well. They're setting the edge. They're getting to the perimeters. Um, that time it was just basically a double ISO with the quarterback, and trying to get to the outside, there's just nothing there. And it's got to be frustrating right now for Twin Loop. What do you do? We've tried four or five of our base plays, and we just can't get up the field less than 60 yards of offense so far in this game. And ready to put it away again. The snap's a little high. Coons has it. There's no pressure this time. He sets and boots it away. Got a good punt. It's going to roll, and Wentz is going to let it go. So he got a lot out of what could have been bad, and a flag is down back where he kicked the football from. The ball is placed at the 15-yard line. And let's see what our referee says. Holding on the offense. Oh, man, that's going to wipe out this punt. Yeah, That's a 44-yard punt, and it's going to be wiped out. Yep. Uh, they were holding Dixon. He was trying to get to the punter, and they were, it was clear as day. He was, he was grabbing onto his jersey, keeping him from getting that punt block. A holding call is better than getting a punt block, but, man, it wipes out the monster punt he was really the only guy rushing that time too but i mean dixon he's he's good enough to do it on his own yeah he about he about got the first one so and they've been a little worried about that kind of doing some long counts trying to heavy heavy count and all that kind of thing hard count there goes chase pulowski down the field and now you have to re-kick it after the high snap and that's probably in the back of your head as well you have to have a good snap and uh so that hold Backs you up half the distance here, Trent. They're going to be snapping it from the 10-yard line, so it is fourth down and 21. And Coons will have to uh, stand about three yards deep in his own end zone. And I'm sure pressure's coming here. So Colby waiting for the snap. 20 to nothing, Pleasanton here, midway through, a little more than midway through the second quarter. A little more rush from the left end. There's a line drive kick. He's going to need some roll. And Went picked it up off the ground at the 35 and brings it up to the 30. So a 25-yard punt, and let's just talk about it in the end. It would have been Pleasanton ball at their own 15. Instead, it's Pleasanton ball at the twin loop 30-yard line. So that is a 35-yard change in field position because of that play, because of that hold. And those are the things you can't do. Uh, if you're considered the underdog in a game, especially down three scores, you've got to be able to do the little things right to just keep yourself in a ball game. And now you get the 35-yard swing and Pleasanton rolling along here. And I think they're going to just try to get Dixon going over 100 yards already in this ball game. Safe football playoffs brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. 
Six minutes to go here before halftime. 20 to nothing Pleasanton. First and 10 at the twin loop 30. They line up in the I formation. Keyshaw likes to throw out of that. He's looking for Dixon on the wheel route. Dixon fights off Quade Young and can't make the one-hand catch inside the 20-yard line. Keyshaw threw the ball well, but Young was on him. It's either you've got to throw it as he's getting open or give him just a step or two more to get past Quade Young on the edge there. I, I think Des, uh, Kessler Dixon's got the speed to get past him, and that time it was just on the fingertips. We've seen a couple of those. you got to think they're going to connect here sometime. We will see that play again. It's not the first time they've ran it. No. It's the first time they've thrown it to him uh, tonight in this ballgame. So that'll stop the clock. Second down. Ball at the 30-yard line. Staying out of that eye formation again. Pleasanton looking for their first state semifinal since 2009. Counterplay right side. Crossbuck. There's Dixon again into the secondary. 20 to the 10. And there's touchdown number three of the night for Kessler Dixon. He's got six rushing touchdowns in the last two and a half quarters. Wow. 31 yards. And that's a crossbuck. They blocked it as if everybody was going left. They don't even set it up as if, you know, they don't block it as as if they're going to the right. They just bank on the defense flowing over there, and it worked. Kessler Dixon, nobody home. And another 31 yards, that puts him at 142 yards rushing on nine carries. Grady Chandler for the extra point, and this one is pushed to the left. He hit it hard, but it is no good. So they're one for two on the two-pointers, 0 for two on the kicks tonight, but Pleasanton is rolling another five-points bank touchdown from Kessler Dixon, this time from 31 yards out to go along with a 41 and a 44-yarder, and with 5.48 to go in the first half, Pleasanton 26, and twin loop nothing on Power 99. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, when the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln, or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. Line drive kick through the front man, through the back man. It rolls inside the five, has to be fielded at the two. Coons can only bring it up the left side to about the 10-yard line. And so sometimes those squib kicks can really wreak havoc. And the last two have been squib kicks, and Twin Loop was not able to handle either one of them for any kind of gain. And now they have to start at their own 10-yard line, 26 to nothing, Pleasanton on top. Twin Loop's only been rolled one time this year. That was by Kennesaw, who Pleasanton beat last week. Even those uh, good games against Chambers, Wheeler, Central, Ewing, and Riverside and folks like that were pretty competitive football games. Yeah, they've been playing everybody tough, but... 
Pleasanton uh, kind of hitting on all cylinders this time of year. Quade Young under center. He wants to drop back to pass. Looks for his tight end who's covered. Scrambles right. Has nowhere to go. Retreating backwards. Young trying to get to the outside. And there is finally the ball fumbled out of bounds. I don't know if he was trying to throw it forward or if it got punched from behind. But Brady Klein over there. On the pursuit, even Pulowski from his defensive line position got over there, and the officials are trying to decide whether it was incomplete or fumbled out of bounds. Well, the thing is, there's nobody in the area, and you have to throw it across the line of scrimmage. There's no tackle rule in high school football, so you got to have somebody in the area to pass the football or get it past the line of scrimmage. And they have thrown the flag. So you'll lose the down, and it'll be a spot foul if that's what they call. They're still discussing the Lions judge on that side of the field of the referee. The referee threw the flag. Now the Lions judge runs him down. And now they're going to pick it up and say no intentional grounding. There was a receiver in the area as he was scrambling for his life. So the ball will be placed back, or it should be placed back at the 10-yard line. Well, yeah, it should be on the 10 because it's an incomplete pass. And now they're discussing that again. The ball's currently setting at the 5. And Coach Mike Kozel is saying, hey, there we go. So they got it right, but still, second down and 10 at their own 10 here for Twin Loop. Yeah, it doesn't. It only helps them about five yards, but when you're in the shadows of your own goalpost, five yards is quite a bit. So they tried to take the shot downfield. There's just not enough time to get his feet set and throw the ball. Second down and 10 at their own 10. Coons this time is slot left. Cooper in motion, Colby in the backfield, quarterback sneaks straight off the left guard, and they'll move the pile for about three to the 13-yard line. It'll be third down and seven. Update from Wallback. Central Valley has scored, but a start in the fourth quarter, Overton 22, Central Valley 14. The huge thing there is Central Valley got the two-point conversion on that second touchdown to pull it within eight. Well, and yeah, those two-point conversions are huge, and we've seen in some of these playoff games, once a team gets rolling, it's really hard Hard to slow them down. We saw it with Pleasanton Kennesaw last week. Um, I saw it over in Sutton with Sutton and Battle Creek where they were down two touchdowns and put 30 up unanswered. Third and seven now at their own 13-yard line. Under center, Quaid Young. Toss sweep right side. Colby Coons finally got the corner. 15, 20, 25, 30, and he is going to take it to the house. 10-5 touchdown, Colby Coons. 67 yards, and there's a little life. And the Twin Loop Wolves fans, they haven't had anything to cheer about. And that is a big, big play. Yeah, and that time they ran the toss sweep. They sealed on the edge. He had the alley. And once he got space, he had a lot of speed to get to where he needed to go. And Twin Loop, you're, you're down 26-6. to six. Let's see how this two-point conversion goes. And uh, you never know in high school football. Last year in the finals, Mullen was up 20 to nothing. And uh, in the Johnson, first quarter. Yeah, Johnson Brock came back. So we'll see how this goes. So they will line up for two. Send the wideouts right and left. The Coons boys to the right. And send in motion from left to right. Quarterback option. Kicking it back here to Colby Coons. And there's nowhere to go. Klein, the first one to hit him with the shoulder pads. Keyshaw finishes him off. Our five points bank touchdown. A 63-yard run by Colby Coons. The two-point conversion is no good. 439 to go in the first half. Pleasanton 26, Twin Loop 6 on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. Amigos Build It Burritos and Bowls come in two sizes, regular and really big. They all start with made-from-scratch cilantro lime rice, and then you custom build it with layer upon layer of flavor. There's three meats to choose from, two beans, three veggies, and three homemade sauces. For an amazing taste combination, try the new queso sauce with shredded pork. When it's cold outside, the perfect on-the-go meal is a queso Build It Burrito or Bowl at Amigos. With our producer engineer, Cannon Rath, and Trent Akigay, I'm Doug Duda, back with you here at Pleasanton. A big thank you to Casey Loomis, athletic director and assistant coach, and Ricky Westland, and all the folks here in Pleasanton for their hospitality. Squib kick down the middle of the football field. Westland is going to pick it up at the 27-yard line, bring it across the 30, and stretch it out to the 32-yard line as the tackle is made there by Twin Loops, Lathan Collins, 26-6 Pleasanton. They've got it first and 10 at their own 32-yard line. 4.36 to go before the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. First half stats. We'll look at the scores in the rest of the eight-man games. Dundee County Stratton has scored. Arcadia Loop City's up 24-20 in the third, and that is on the breeze, 94.5. And again, each team there with three touchdowns, but the uh, two-point conversion's the difference. Yeah, and those conversions are just huge. And uh, Tice Wesson a little gimpy after that kickoff return. Eckel in motion to the right, back to pass. Keyshaw one-on-one. He's got Dixon behind the defender and couldn't hook up with him on the 22-yard line, covered there by Lathan Collins. And that'll bring up second down and 10. Boy, it's there all night long. Kessler Dixon, Tice Wesson, whoever they want to throw to. Um, especially Dixon. Dixon's been getting behind the defense. That's, that's the second or third time, just haven't been able to connect. But, you know, it's coming. And Jackson Keyshaw, a lot of those 2,300-plus yards that he has, and especially in the games we've watched, 5, 6, 4, 10, 5, 8, and then all of a sudden you break a tackle and you're gone for 59. Second down and 10 at their own 32, leading it 26-6. Back to the Wildcat, direct snap to Dixon, and this time he didn't go anywhere. Coming through to make the tackle is Cade Bodorf, and it's going to be third down and 10. We haven't seen the run bottle up at all so far for Pleasanton. None yards there. Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is after you give up a 67-yard run is come out and go three and out. So uh, we'll see if Pleasanton comes out and they want to take a chance, to, uh, take a shot down the field. That wheel route's been there. Or uh, if they just want to get going with Dixon on the run. Twin Loop, by the way, will get the ball to start the uh, second half. So if they can make a stop here, Pleasanton might not get the ball back as we approach the four-minute mark. Westland is slot right. They stack him over there with twins. Eckle to the left, and in motion will be Went. They fake it to him. Keyshaw looking for Westland. It's going to be a jump ball, and that's just well covered. Tice Westland couldn't get to it, but he was blanketed by Cooper Coons. And the first time tonight that we have seen a three and out for the Bulldogs. Yeah, that was just that ha- that ball had to be thrown perfect for uh, Westland to be able to reel it in. Um, you know, you can see the size advantage on the edge, but he does not have the speed advantage on uh, Cooper Coons. He did a great job of coverage there. Yeah, and you can tell Westland, he, he might need a break because he plays both ways, and 
Now they're ready to put it away. Keyshaw with the ball, spotted at the 32. Pressure from the left end. The boot's away. That's a beauty. Bounces at the 5 and goes into the end zone. That, that was a line drive pop, and that is a 48-yard punt. End up being net 33, but you'll take that. No return. First and 10 twin loop, trailing 26-6 at their own 15-yard line. 3.33 to go here in the first half, and twin loop does have all their timeouts should they get something going. Yeah, and you know, sometimes when that ball goes in the end zone, not the end of the world because we were just talking about how uh, maybe Tyce Wessel needed a break there, and you don't have to run down and try to tackle somebody. So The board says they're all left. Twin Loop did use a timeout on a fourth down play earlier in the, in the first half, so they do have two remaining. Again, three wide, and now only a three-man offensive line, so they put Colby Coons in the backfield. Let's see if Pleasanton gets in there in a hurry. Cooper's in motion, and they fake the jet sweep. Quarterback keeper in the center. Kind of got, or the guard got pushed back into him, and he tripped, and he's going to lose yardage. The ball actually came loose, but they're going to say he's down at the 10. And uh, that time, the left guard, Sean Quant, I don't know if he just lost his footing or if he got bull rushed and ended up on the ground, but he got shoved right back into the quarterback draw of Quade Young, and Quade then is just stopped at his tracks with no momentum. Yeah, and that, that was Kessler Dixon just rushing in there, and like you said, that that bull rush getting under his pads and just blowing the play up. So when you do go three linemen, you got to make sure all three of your linemen are going to do their job and, and win their individual battles. Second down and 15 at their own 10-yard line. Four twin loop, trailing 26-6. to six. Back to the heavy formation. Coons off the right side, and he's going to be wrapped up at the line of scrimmage and then driven backwards, and they're going to throw a roughing, a late tackle on Tice Westland. The momentum was going backwards. The whistle came. They went to the ground, and that is going to be a 15-yard penalty here. And a first down. Doug, I don't know. I mean, he threw him to the ground after the whistle was blown, but it it didn't look egregious, but uh, anyway, they ran that counter, and they just blew the thing up from the get-go. You're on a counter. You've got to have your backside blocking hold up. And, and uh, Well, Twin Loop gets the benefit here. They'll get the 15 yards and, and the first down. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, the flag came out immediately, too. So the ball we marked at the 25-yard line and a fresh set of downs. So instead of third and about 20, we're going to have first down and 10 for Twin Loop. You've got to take advantage of those situations. If you're Twin Loop, you scored last possession. you got to take advantage of the 15-yarder. Trying to cut it to a two-position game. Coons off right side again. Meets up with Klein. Here comes another penalty flag right at the point of impact after a gain of a couple. Klein making the tackle. I wonder if that's a face mask. They do call a hold on the outside. I didn't see the hold from here, but now you get the 15-yarder. and That's a quick... That was a quick flag. You wonder if maybe that was maybe a little gift to Pleasanton. So it's a 10-yard penalty from the 26, and that'll move it back to the 16-yard line, and now it's first and 20. So they're giving the youngsters a little bit of a math quiz here over the last few snaps of the ball. Back, forward, back, forward. And they'll spread the football field out here. They actually take the left end and put him way in the backfield, and Coons is in motion that way, giving him trips to the right side, and Young just tries to go straight up the middle of the field, and he is going to get to the 20-yard line, a gain of about four. Maybe they'll give him the 21. And we are going to get a timeout. Pleasanton 
is going to call the timeout here on defense with 2.14 to go in the first half. It's going to be second down at about 15 yards to go. Timeout brought to you by ENT Positions of Carney. Your score, Pleasanton 26, Twin Loop 6. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. Our state football playoff coverage is brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer, Pioneer knows more. 2.14 remaining in the second quarter of play, Pleasanton 26, Twin Loop 6, Twin Loop has its second down and about 15 at their own 21-yard line. Quade Young, quarterback out of the shotgun this time, does want to throw, looks right, pumps, goes down the right sideline on the pump and go, it's complete at the 35, Wentz got to try and tackle him at the 20 and he cannot, into the end zone is Bryce Lamb. A 59-yard completion, the first four touchdowns for Pleasanton, the next two for Twin Loop. And he ran a hitch and go, and he was wide open. The old chair route. He was there. You just never know if you're able to connect on that. We talked about it. 20 yards of completion is what uh, Twin Loops averaging, and that time they get almost 60, and don't look now. Twin Loops right back in this ballgame. And both of these scoring drives started on their own 10. And they got, the, they got that 15-yard penalty to move the chains when they were third and forever, and then got the holding. Two-point conversion, option pitch right side. Coons has to make Eckel miss, and he doesn't. Eckel is able to wrap him up, and the run is no good. So a 59-yard touchdown pass is our five points bank. Touchdown for Twin Loop as Quade Young with a real good pass right on the hands there of his end, Bryce Lamb. And with 2.05 remaining in the first half, it's Pleasanton 26, Twin Loop 12. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the Dent Poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the Dent Popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The Dent Popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the Dent Popper north of railroad on first on the bricks downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Squib kick that goes through the front line, then it goes to Dixon. He's dancing around at the 20, up to the 22, back around to the 20, now up the field 25 30, and he's going to be shoved out of bounds at the Pleasanton 35 yard line. And Dixon uh, really doing some work out there with 155 to go here in the th- second quarter. Yeah, and you've just you've given up back to back touchdowns. Good field position to the 35, and the good thing is, is, uh, Pleasanton, they've been able to score quick. 
and uh, they have the type of offense to run a two-minute drill. Well, it was 26 to nothing. Now it's 26 to 12. Pleasanton, a 70-yard kickoff return. Dixon has touchdown runs of 44, 41, and 31. A 63-yard run or 67-yard run and a 59-yard pass for Twin Loop. Trevin went in motion from right to left. Dixon wants to throw. Throws down the right side. Excuse me, Jackson Keyshaw wants to throw. And he's trying to get Westland, but Coons has actually put good coverage on him, and that one goes out of bounds incomplete. Man, uh, Cooper Coons was just a step away from maybe uh, having a chance to pick that ball off on the outside. And uh, they're just throwing it up to Westland and seeing if he can bring it in. Well, Coach Westland unhappy about something because he has just called his second timeout with the clock stopped and has went out to the huddle in a hurry. I think he believes there's something that must be wide open or somebody is not making the right block out there. He's got something drawn up that has not been executed here. Yeah, and you just you call play knowing what you need to do to make it work, and sometimes that's not what translates to the field. So Ricky Westland goes out there. He's drawn it up, and, you know, don't expect anything simple coming out of here. I would expect maybe that swing route or, or something easy across the middle to to get uh, Keyshaw going. He's one or two for nine to get to start this ball game. Well, this timeout is brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. We are under two minutes to go now here in the first half, 26 to 12, in favor of Pleasanton. But again. They were up 26 to nothing, and Twin Loop now has scored twice in the last three minutes when they were backed up looking at the wrong end zone. This time they'll put Keyshaw in the pistol. Dixon back to block for him, try to go Westland the other way. The ball is deflected and knocked out of the hands that time of Westland. That time Colby Coons was on the coverage. They had put Tice on one specific side, usually the right side of the formation. This time they ran him on the left side and tried to come back, and it didn't work. It's third down and 10. And uh, the, the Cooper and Colby Coons have been great in coverage all night. You know, like I just said, one for 10 for Jackson Keyshaw. He's had some guys, but he's also thrown it into some questionable coverage where maybe he's used to his receivers being able to win those battles and come up with the football. They have not found the right combination, that's for sure. Seth Eckel runs in here for the third down and 10 play at their own 35-yard line. One timeout remaining here. The clock is running down, and they're going to go ahead and use the timeout. And In fact, it was an actual very quick count back there by the back judge, and I think that kind of freaked out Pleasant, and they have to call another timeout. So they've called two timeouts with the clock not running, and Twin Loop might get the football back here. Yeah, that's... Uh, it comes down to this third down and 10, and you got to feel pretty good if you're twin loop right now. You were down 26 nothing, and if you if you wanted any eight-man coach or maybe even any coach in the state uh, to try to get you back in the football game, it might be Coach Kozel, um, you would think. He's made adjustments. He's found some holes uh, to be able to keep twin loop and get them back into this ball game. Again, the winner will play either Overton or Cedar Valley. And again, if Pleasanton wins, it doesn't matter. They would be on the road. And if Twin Loop wins, then they would either be at Overton or hosting Central Valley. And we'll take a look at all those scores coming up on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, what we're doing on Friday, 
We've got St. Paul at Oakland Craig here on Power 99. Sutton at BRLD and Lions on the breeze, 94.5. Adam Central hosting Pierce on 1230 KHAS. Third and 10, Pleasanton at their own 35. Keyshaw drops back, tries Westland on the sideline around, and off his hands and out of bounds at the 32-yard line of Twin Loop. So they tried Westland on all three pass plays and could not connect. And the thing is, is they're trying to throw deep um, and, and hit on the home run play every time. And sometimes you've got to throw some of these short intermediate passes to kind of get your quarterback in a rhythm. Those out routes are tough to complete. So Jackson Keyshaw to put it away here. And still a couple of timeouts here for Twin Loop. Here comes the pressure, and he just got it away, and he hits it off the side of his foot. Nowhere that it's returnable. It comes across the 20 and dies at about the 18-yard line. It'll be a 27-yard punt. But I'll tell you what, Quade Young very nearly slapped that ball down. 137 remaining here in the first half, 26-12 to Pleasanton. But it's been pretty quiet here for the last half hour of real time the second quarter has taken a while yeah and if if uh, quade young gets his paw on that football and blocks it and say he returns it for a touchdown man we are looking at trouble for pleasanton but um, the punt does get away we'll see if they can put together a drive you do not want to turn the football over since you get it at halftime yep twin loop gets first in the third quarter but it's 26 to 12 they'll start at their own 18 yard line quade young will send Coons in motion and follow him to the left side, cut up on the hash mark, and he'll be drugged down by Pulaski from behind as he gets back to the line of scrimmage. No gain. It'll be second down and 10, and we'll see what Coach Kozel wants to do. He wants to move him here, but he doesn't want to use his timeouts just in case they don't get a first down. Right, and Pleasanton out of timeouts, so um, you can kind of dictate whether uh, you just run the possession out or... Um, if you can try to move the football down the field. High formation, Young back to pass. Looking for his running back. He's covered. Dixon comes on the back side but can't tackle him. And a great job by Young to just throw it away into the twin loop sideline. He's he's just a big, stout kid. He's, he's tough to bring down. You know, 205, well, let's call him 210 or 15 pounds. Um, that's a that's a big boy playing quarterback, and and he's stout too. He's not a he's not only 215. He's a he's he's really thick and compact. That's the first thing Kessler Dixon hit tonight that didn't go down right away, and that'll bring up third down and ten at their own 18-yard line. 103 remaining here before halftime. Pleasanton 26, Twin Loop 12. Cooper Coons out wide to the right. Colby in the backfield. They'll hand it to Colby up the middle of the field, but they're ready for him with a Pleasanton secondary, and the tackle will be made at the 20-yard line. Now, this is where it hurts you having to waste two timeouts with the clock not running and not executing because Twin Loop's going to let all this time run off, and they don't have to punt it till there's about 20 seconds left before halftime, fourth down and seven. And that's frustrating as a coach because you can, you can stop the clock on offense, um, you can't on defense unless you you know you force the incompletion. But you know Twin Loop's going to come out and run the football and not give Pleasanton the opportunity to um, you know run another set of plays. If I'm punting here, I'm going to not punt to Trevin Went right now. Especially he's got the kickoff return. Just if you've got to squib it and it goes out at the 40, so be it. And Coach Kozol waiting for him to count it down, and they will get the delay of game. I don't even think he used the timeout. He might have actually got a couple extra seconds because the back judge was expecting the timeout to come. He he did like six strokes, and then he went, okay, and he blew the whistle and threw the flag. Yeah, so yeah, that's maybe a little bit of experience uh, playing there. So back him up five and 
not really going to matter where you're punting it from uh, if you're twin loop. Clock runs all the way down to 10 seconds. And Colby Kuhn stands at his own four awaiting the punt snap. We did have one high earlier, so they got to make sure they get it to him. Trying to get him to jump off sides. Doesn't happen. Coons gets it away. A very high punt. Went just decides to let it bounce at the 35-yard line, and then they down it with time on the clock. There was a mistake by Twin Loop. They could have let the clock run out, but they downed the ball at the 33-yard line. It'll be first down and 10, so a punt that time of about 38 yards, and Pleasanton will be able to run one play here, and they'll run something. They're not going to kneel on this. It might just be Dixon up the middle, but they'll run a play. Yeah, and if you're Twin Loop... You've got to play back. You can't let anybody behind you, but at the same time, you can't just give up an easy pitch and catch on a you know somebody running across the field. So they kind of got to play in between of, of keeping everybody in front, but yet not playing soft coverage. They'll line up in the eye formation. Keishel under center. They'll take it, and that's what it is. Cross buck off the left side to Kessler Dixon, and he gets a couple across the 35 to the 36-yard line, and he'll be tackled there by Rafe Rupert, and we are at halftime. It looked like it might be a runaway, even running clock-type style for Pleasanton. They were up 26-0 with 5.48 to go in the second quarter, but back-to-back scores and then shutting Pleasanton down after those back-to-back scores. Twin Loop is at least still in the ballgame, and they will get the football to start the third quarter. At the half, it is Pleasanton 26 and Twin Loop 12. You're listening to the state football playoffs on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Coming up, we'll take a look at the first half stats. We'll look at the scores from around the state. We'll uh, kind of talk about what's coming up on Friday and a whole lot more. The Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report coming up next on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Farmers are darn tough, and times are challenging. Well, that's when you need an ag partner like Aurora Cooperative. By joining forces, things can be accomplished that can't be accomplished alone. Farmers face tough challenges every day, so having a partner is critical to your operation, especially when that partner is Aurora Cooperative. You'll have all the tools for success that you need right at your fingertips to make decisions and investments based on solid research data, innovative solutions, products, and support every step of the way. Tougher together. Aurora Co- Co-op.com. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now, but if you want to take advantage of in-stock incentives, first pick on their 2020 inventory, or want to special order your new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and shop the full lineup of Tigers and exclusive StarCraft deck boats. They also have great buys on fishing boats and pontoons. The biggest selection from the east to the west coast. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Cardi. Anywhere fall activities take you, Friesen Ford has you covered. With a great selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, right on our lot. Friesen Ford has a selection to make it anywhere your fall activities take you. From marching band practices to high school football and volleyball games, their friendly sales team will work with you to find a car that fits your needs. And easy financing options are available. See the selection today at Friesen Ford, just off I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com for sales, service, parts. Trust your friendly Friesen Ford. 
And welcome back to Pleasanton for the 2019 state football quarterfinals in D2. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. It is Pleasanton 26 and Twin Loop 12. Trent Ockingay will give us the stats here in just a little bit, but we do want to go to the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard and give you the very latest that we have. You can follow along as well on your smartphone, your computer, wherever you're at, at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Let's go to D1. It is a final. Burwell, they just keep doing it. They just keep doing it. They put up a season-high 71 points today at home to beat previously unbeaten Cambridge 71 to 48. This coming on the heels of uh, that redemption win and uh, erasing that loss that they had earlier in the year to Elm Creek. So they've had a huge second half there. They put up 71 today. So Burwell 71, Cambridge 48. Dundee County Stratton has scored again. They lead Arcadia Loop City 26-24 in the fourth quarter. That game on the breeze, 94.5. Burwell beat Arcadia Loop City last year in Arcadia in the state quarterfinals. They could meet in the semifinals if the Rebels can find a way to pull this one off. Now, uh, when you look at that, the game uh, would be in Burwell if they played Dundee County Stratton. It would be in Loop City if they played Arcadia Loop City in I know Paul Henry will tell me, but the last playoff game was in Arcadia, so I'm guessing this one would be in Loop City the way that they do that. In the east bracket in D1, it is Howells Dodge, 14, Osceola High Plains, 8. Bob Jensen told us today on the Doug and Daddy Show, don't uh, don't think that that one is going to be a blowout uh, like a lot of people do. He thinks that could be a good one. And another low-scoring game in the east, Tri-County 12, Cross-County 8. They are at halftime. It is a final, Overton 22 and Central Valley, 14. We talked about not having a lot of defensive games so far in the playoffs, especially in the bigger classes. You usually look for these uh, high-scoring games like Burwell and Cambridge, but there's a defensive battle in Overton. The eight seed is a win away from the state finals. They will play the winner of this game coming up on Monday night. The state semifinals are Monday. So, again, uh, if Pleasanton wins that game is at Overton here on Power 99, and if Twin Loop wins, then uh, Overton would be uh, hosting them too, I guess. So uh, Overton had to go on the road, so Overton will be hosting the winner of this game on Monday night. And in the East, a final earlier today, Fall City Sacred Heart 36, Bloomfield nothing, and they're going to play Humphrey St. Francis, who is absolutely routing Plainview 56-6, to and they are not quite to halftime. Man, uh Watch Trevor Pfeiffer. Um, he's the quarterback for Humphrey St. Francis. Watch him at state basketball last season. They've just got athletes everywhere. But that kid, you know, as a sophomore, he's just driving through the lane, slamming, slamming balls down, and he's he's fun to watch. Uh, and you look at Overton, they start 0 and 2, and you think, what's wrong with us? Well, they ran into Elm Creek and Kennesaw, and now find themselves back in the semifinals. Well, and, and, and amazing. And then they lost to Elwood a game we did at the very end of the season. And, again, that was just because of conversions. They both had the same amount of touchdowns. It was 42-38. to 38. And Overton is kind of that physical team like we see here tonight in a twin loop. But uh, they've got a pretty good pedigree as well. And maybe they're a little bit of a surprise as well. They went out and played very well at Garden County and beat the top seed last week. Now here they are hosting the state semifinals on Monday night. Yeah, and just uh, speaking of Garden County, you, you I talked to some of the you know Blue Hill players and a couple of coaches, and they said 
man, I wouldn't be surprised if Garden County found their way to Lincoln. You know, the way they played, they're big, physical, and Overton went out there and kind of kind of routed them. them. Yeah, they uh, they they out they out physical them. So um, good to see Overton uh, playing well. Well, again, we could see an old Fort Kearney Conference uh, battle between Pleasanton uh, and uh, Overton. And again, y- you go, hey, uh, how'd that go the first time? Uh, Overton won that football game against Pleasanton 44-32, to and that was here uh, in Pleasanton. Of course, they didn't have Trevin Wen at the time. That was kind of when they were banged up a little bit, but I'm not sure that Overton would have been 100% at that time either. But I know that was that stretch right there where they got uh, Keyshaw was banged up. Uh, they had Tice get banged up. Went was out, and so uh, if they're full go, and they've got to survive the second half here, but uh, that's another thing maybe that we're looking at uh, in this game. It's 26-12 to 12, Pleasanton. Doug Duda, Trent Ockengay with you here on Power 99. Trent, Pleasanton is hitting the big scoring plays, but as far as driving the football down the field, they haven't done that. And you mentioned it a couple of times, what they've done in the regular season, five-yard pop pass, five-yard hitch, six-yard little slant, uh, and, and they've kind of went for some of the bigger pass plays here today. Yeah, those splash plays. Uh, you know, Keyshaw was completing like 63, 64% of his passes before last week. And then last week he kind of struggled with his completion percentage. And then tonight... And you can understand that with the weather last week, which was way worse than we have tonight. Yeah, tonight it's chilly, but I can't I can't assume that it's affecting how you're throwing the football. Um, you know, there's just been... You know, the coverage does get better as you get deeper into playoffs. So that has something to do with it. But like we said, they're going deep on a lot of these passes, just hoping one of their athletes can out-athlete a you know, the other guy, and bring out, bring home a big game. Man, I thought we were just going to stay on the highway here in the halftime. Burwell, Loop City, Pleasanton, swing us down to Overton. Dundee County Stratton has scored again 34-24 over Arcadia Loop City. That's 20 in a row for Dundee County Stratton as they are deep into the fourth quarter on the breeze, 94.5. When we come back, we'll take a look at the first half stats of our game, Pleasanton 26, Twin Loop 12 here on Power 99. Welcome to Freddy's. How's it going, bud? My parents said we're going plant-based. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Every once in a while, a kid needs a treat. A pumpkin pie concrete, please. You got it, sir. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back. For a limited time, try Freddy's Pumpkin Pie Concrete. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Kearney. If what your crop needs is potassium, what you need to feed it is Locomotive. Designed to enhance crop growth and quality, Locomotive gives crops what they need in the safest form. Chlorine-free formula, providing high absorption rates to deliver critical nutrition quickly. Locomotive is the foliar potassium that doesn't hesitate when it comes to your crop's performance. No matter what the conditions, if you want potassium in your crop, you want Locomotive. To get your crop what it needs, see your local Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer today. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Kearney and Grand Island. 
All right, back with you here on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Trent Hocking Gay with a look at the first half stats. Pleasanton leading 26-12 over Twin Loop. Trent, what do you got for us? We got uh, two for four for Quade Young for Twin Loop. 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Quade Young ran the ball 10 times for 13 yards. And Colby Coons, 13 carries, 96 yards. Uh, most of that coming on that 67-yard touchdown run. Cooper Coons, two carries, seven yards. Uh, Bryce Lamb had one catch for 59 yards. Colby Coons, one catch for six yards. So 181 yards of offense on 29 plays with only two plays longer than six yards. Yeah, of that, uh, I'll just chime in, 126 yards on two plays, on their two scoring plays of that 182. Yeah, and just and then just the two penalties for 15 yards. So look at Pleasanton, Jackson Keyshaw, just one for 11 for two yards passing. Um, Tice Westland uh, has not ran the ball yet. Kessler Dixon, 11 carries, 144 yards, three touchdowns. Jackson Keyshaw, one carry for six yards. And Trevin Went, one catch for two yards and also added a 70-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. So 152 yards on 23 plays, 150 of those coming on the ground. And three touchdown runs of 44, 41, and 31 yards for Kessler-Dixon coming off that three-touchdown fourth-quarter performance in the comeback win against Kennesaw uh, last week. So on Wednesday, uh, big plays on both sides has been the story here, 80 percent of the plays have not gone for much tonight yeah besides the first run of the game and if you take out the touchdowns neither team has a a play that went over for over 10 yards um so it's just been a matter of if you can control the explosion plays you'll be okay but there's been a lot of them tonight well, that's a look at your first half stats here on the Ravenna Sanitation uh, Halftime Report. Glad to have you along with us on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Coming up on Friday, it is uh, the state high school football semifinals for 11 and 6-man. In 6-man, Harvard will travel out to Creek Valley and Chapel at 5.30. McCool Junction heads up to Cody Kilgore. In Class A, they'll have that doubleheader at Buell Field. Millard South will play Omaha Westside first at 4, then Millard West and Bellevue West at 8. In Class B, Scotts Bluff travels all the way across the state to Omaha to play Ron Colley at 6 o'clock. And Omaha Scott will be taking on Waverly at 7 o'clock. In C1, Adams Central will host Pierce in a battle of undefeated teams. Adams Central's the number one seed, but Pierce has been the number one team in the state by all publications all season long. We'll have that on 1230 KHAS at 6 o'clock. Wahoo will be taking on Wayne at 7. And in C2, we have both state semifinals for you. On the breeze, 94.5. Sutton travels to Lions to take on Bancroft. Rosalie Lions to Cater. Again, that's at 7. And here on Power 99 at 6.30, St. Paul will be traveling to Oakland to take on Oakland Craig in another battle of undefeated teams. By the way, Sutton not undefeated. They do have the one loss to Carney Catholic, but they are the number one seed as they head up to BRLD. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Twin Loop will get the ball when we start the third quarter. Pleasanton leads it 26-12 here on Power 99. 
When the weather changes, so can the performance of your transmission. Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions, and we want to help you avoid getting stuck in the tough snow. If your 4x4 is not working or your transmission is not shifting correctly, bring it in now. Get your vehicle winter ready with free diagnostics available. The only way is TBK, 2520 Avenue Q, Kearney. Learn more at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at downeydrilling.com. Doug, you to Trent Ockengay with you here on Power 99. Trent, what does Twin Loop have to do to continue coming back in this football game? Well, they got to come out, establish the run, uh, see if they can put together a drive. You know, they've hit on 67 and 59, but no plays over six yards. So if they come out and uh, just give themselves a little bit of room from the beginning, great field position would be great, but uh, they can't turn the football over. They can't go three and out and give Pleasanton the ball back. couple updates on scores. Humphrey St. Francis leading Plainview at the half, 56-6. We told you Overton is a winner over Central Valley, 22-14. couple early scores in D1 in the second half. Osceola High Plains now leads Howells Dodge, 16-14. And Cross County leads Tri-County, 16-12. Both of those early in the third quarter of play. 26-12 Pleasanton, and they have to kick it away here to begin the second half. A line drive that's going to be picked up by Lamb. The up man on the left hash at the 15 to the right hash 20. Up the sideline 25, and Dixon will corral him around the shoulder pads and bring him down at the 30-yard line, which is actually really good field position. That's, I think, the second-best starting position they had. The opening kickoff that they had ran to the 37. Game started with a 70-yard kickoff return by Pleasanton's Trevin Went, and they have led ever since. Yeah, now, Twin Loop, if you come out, you can't get a penalty, and you can't go backwards like, you know, some of those uh, plays where Quaid Young tries to keep it and do too much, and then they lose five, seven yards. You cannot do that here on first down. Sometimes you think, well, will they go for the home run right out of the gate? Mike Kozel wants to chew up about five minutes if he could here. They just weren't able to do that in the first half. It was two big plays. Everything else was pretty minute. Toss sweep right side by Colby Coons. Follows a block off the right side. Gets a big game down the sideline across the 35 to the 40, and he steps out of bounds right there. That's enough for the first down at midfield. Toss sweep to the outside, and and what they did was they put Quaid Young out there and made him the lead blocker from his quarterback position. Before, they were running that a little too quick where he wasn't able to get out there, and that time, you put Quaid Young, he's a big boy, he's going to give you a good block on the edge. So move the chains here. A rare first down without a touchdown in this football game. As Trent was saying, there's just no 10-yard plays in this game, and we got one on the first play of the second half. Again, single back with Young under center. Cooper in the slot right, Colby in the backfield, pitch play right side, starts right, cuts up on the hash, spins off a tackle to the 35, and they will not be able to tackle him, but they do stop his forward progress as the whistles will blow the play dead, and it'll be second down and five. And that's the adjustment, is getting Quaid Young out there as the lead blocker, and he's doing work out there on the edge. Um, Kessler Dixon, he's been in the backfield all night for Pleasanton, but... 
you're meeting Quade Young in the hole. That's a that's a big boy to try to take on. So far, the center quarterback exchanges have been pretty good. Now, if you're going to be pull blocking, lead blocking as a quarterback, you can't pitch the ball too quickly. Sometimes you'll try to make that block before you get rid of the ball. Same formation. And a quarterback keeper off the right side. A little push for about two yards to about the 33. It'll be third down. And about three yards to go. They don't have to quite get to the 30, but they do have to get inside the 31. And that's just uh, the quarterback sneak is so tough to defend, especially when you've had success on the perimeters. You're, you're getting ready for a toss sweep, and then it's a boom, silent count, and Quade Young for a couple yards, and you're in third down manageable now. You wonder if uh, Coach Kozel just says, let's do it again, and if we don't get it, let's do it again. So third down and about three yards to go here. Opening drive of the second half. Twin Loop is at the Pleasanton 33-yard line, trailing 26-12. to Cooper slot right, Colby in the backfield. Young low under center, Rafe Rupert, pitch play right side. Coons hitting the backfield, steps forward and got back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe picked up a half a yard. Kessler, Dixon, and Wyatt Reese on the tackle. It will be fourth down. And again, going back to the first possession that Twin Loop had in the first quarter of play, they got into Pleasanton territory and then had to go for it on fourth and were stopped. Of course, that was fourth and ten. This is fourth and two. And you wonder if there's going to be a, a fake toss now. Uh, Pleasanton's getting upfield in a hurry. And you wonder if you can do something to use that to your advantage. Key offensive play here for Twin Loop to keep their positive momentum going after being down 26 nothing. Fourth down, they're bringing six. Two on the edge, quarterback off the right side, and Cade Young is able to get to the 30-yard line, and it is going to be close. I think he's got it, Doug. I think it's going to be just by the nose of the football, but looking at the spot, I'd say first down. Pleasanton says no. They're not even going to measure this. Now, again, I guess I should say one thing, Trent. The ball was right on the 40. The sticks were not on the 30. Because, remember, they marked him on the first play was a 10-yarder right on the 40. The sticks were not setting in the right place over there. They should have been squarely on the 30-yard line. So because the ball is not touching the 30, they missed it by the nose of the football. Yeah, that's just a game of inches. Now they got to come out and try to shut Pleasanton down. So out of the I formation, Dixon off left side on a cross buck. He'll get four yards up to the 34-yard line, second down. Tough sled, and besides those big pop plays, of uh, you know those three runs over 30 yards, just three yards there, and there's just been nothing going on uh, for Pleasanton. They've had a run of 12 on their first run play of the ball game since then. Just not much going. Just the big runs by Kessler Dixon again, as Trent was telling you during halftime. It's either everything or not much. There haven't been a whole lot of eight to ten to fifteen yard plays in this football game. Second out and six at their own thirty-four. Nine minutes to go, third quarter. Twenty-six twelve. Pleasanton tossed to the left side, following his blockers is Kessler Dixon, and he'll be brought down at the midfield stripe, just short of the first down. It'll be third down and one. And what they did there is that just that toss sweep, and then they get Keyshaw. Uh, use him as a lead blocker, and that's key. If you if you can get enough time to do that, that's great. Um, and that time, you know, you get yourself into a third and manageable, third and two. You don't have to do anything fancy. Just line up and run the football. And you don't see Pleasanton quarterback sneak very often. And they are lined up in the eye, third, and all of a yard to go, just short of midfield by the nose of the football. Dixon. Takes it off the left side, hitting the backfield, but he will have the first down as he dives into Twin Loop territory at the 39-yard line. A gain of two and move the chains here. And And the shoe came off, not an injury, just the shoe came off, and Dixon will get it back on quickly, and he's been the workhorse tonight. 
Yeah, you mentioned that quarterback sneak for Pleasanton. Well, they've got Rafe Rupert up front at that nose guard. Twin Loop does, and that's a big boy to try to run over. If he says he's 250, I'll believe him. Yeah, I'm 252, Doug. <laughs> big 9-9. That's what you should be wearing. Nose guard center, 99 out there. 26-12 Pleasanton. Their first possession here in the third quarter after stopping Twin Loop on fourth and three, about a half yard short of the first down. Ball just across midfield. Hand it to Dixon. Room off the right side. Trying to get low to bring him down. And that's just a great job of tackling after a gain of four. But Cooper Coons got low on the bigger Kessler Dixon. And their wrestlers, they knew how to bring him down. Yeah, and you just, if you can't get him down by yourself, you just hang on, wait for help. And that's what Twin Loop did there. Gang tackle. You've got a gang tackle um, when you're trying to bring down a bigger ball carrier. Second down. We'll call it six yards to go. Ball at the 35-yard line of Twin Loop. Went is the wing on the left side here. A little different formation. And they'll hand it that way to Dixon. He pops to the corner. He's got a big gain here. 30-25. Just short of the 25. The 26-yard line. A gain of nine on the play. First down and 10 for Pleasanton. Bryce Lamb for Twin Loop got sucked in a little bit trying to go after that dive. And and Kessler Dixon ran right by him. I didn't know if he was going to take that one to the house, but either way, a good nine-yard gain. And, and that, you know, that's one of the longer plays that Pleasanton's had that wasn't a score. T.J. Bailey comes in here for this first down snap. Ball at the twin loop, 27-yard line. Again, 26-12. to 12. The winner gets Overton on Monday night. Seven minutes to go here. Trips to the right. And now Jackson Keyshaw double-checking with what the play is. Calls for the snap. Takes it, hands it to Dixon off the left side, and he is able to uh, break a tackle, kind of, and then get brought down after a gain of about a yard. Down to the bottom of that pile for Twin Loop was Lamb, and he just kind of held on to his ankle like a little puppy until the rest of the team came over and and helped put him down. I thought Dixon was going to shake free, but he makes a gain of two to the 25-yard line. And what's interesting is is. Dixon only had 389 yards um, rushing the ball before the last two games, and he's gone over 100 in back-to-back games. Again, trips to the right side. They'll move Trevin Wen in motion. They haven't done the handoff yet. And this time, pitch play to Dixon. The ball's on the ground, and it's covered by Twin Loop. The option play fell out of Dixon's hands, and Colby Coons will cover it at the Twin Loop 32-yard line, the first turnover of the ball game. And that option with the pitch is so hard to execute. You've got to be... You've got to be really well-oiled when you do that. And that time, uh, the pitch was there. He just kind of, like you said, just kind of fumbled it, and the ball laid on the ground. He didn't know if Coons was going to get to it, and he ends up falling on it. Exactly the break that Twin Loop needed. Twin Loop right now has all of the momentum. It's just very quiet over here on the Pleasanton sideline with 6.21 to go in the third quarter, 26-12. to 12, Pleasanton, but twin loop of the last two scores. Young back to pass, throws it as far as he can and overshoots his wide receiver. Even though Lamb turned on the Jets, it was still about five, six yards over his head. Yeah, but it was there. Lamb beat him on the edge. And speaking of that crowd, you wonder sometimes when you get a football field like Pleasanton where you can park your cars along the edges, if that kind of takes away from your uh, home field advantage where you're sitting there and watch the game from your warm, cozy vehicle. Yeah, honking the horn as the kids came back out for halftime. But, yeah, they can't hear you in the car, can they? <laughs> no, they cannot. So Twin Loop takes the shot downfield. And, man, Bryce Lamb, he, he is a burner. That's really the first shot down the field that they have taken all game long here for Quade Young. 
Second down and 10 now at their own 32. Toss sweep, short side, Colby Coons fighting, fighting. Keyshaw stands him up. Trevin went low. Keyshaw high. Again, a two to the 34. It'll be third down and eight. And they pulled a backside guard, and they went upfield, and Coons tried to cut it outside, but all of his blocking was um, you know through that five hole, which is between the tackle and the end, and he tried to bounce it out outside, and that's where Pleasanton was. So third down here as this third quarter continues to tick away. The score has not changed. Coach Ricky Westland looking up here in the press box to his assistant coach on the headset. Jordan Arnsdorf trying to figure something out here. Back to pass, Young again. Has time in the pocket. Looks over the middle of the field, and the ball is knocked away by Tice Westland incomplete. Westland really jumped the route that time, trying to go underneath to Lamb at the first down marker. And it'll be fourth and eight at their own 34. Yeah, and I was, Coons, I didn't know if he was even, you know, running there. I, I was looking for the receiver, and they were just all big red defenders in the way. And Tice Westland probably should have picked that one off. And so a punting situation here. They ask a lot of Colby Coons. Trevin went now. Hustles back to about his 15-yard line. Coons, for the most part, a lot of low-line drive punts. They put pressure on him a couple of times. Doesn't look like they might be bringing a whole lot this time except for Dixon on the edge. There's a line drive punt away from Wendt. He'll pick it up at the 9, drop it, pick it up again at the 11. Down the left sideline, 10, 20. Gets up to the 25, and he'll be upended there. So a pretty good punt that time. That's going to be about a 37-yarder and returned officially to the 26-yard line. So a return of about 15 on the play there by Trevin Went. First down and 10, Pleasanton leading it 26-12 to with 5.18 to go here in quarter number three. And we'll see if Pleasanton can come out and put together a drive. It's been a while since they've really done anything, um, you know, uh, in their last few plays that's been runs at 3, 5, 2, 4, 9, See if they can put together a nice drive here to kill some clock. Back to the Wildcat where Dixon takes the direct snap, tries his right side, and he's going to pick up a couple yards, break a tackle, still on his feet, and then they pull his jersey and throw him backwards from the 32 to the 30-yard line. Jackson Keyshaw in that Wildcat lines up as an upback, and he laid a really good block that time. And they, take, they tackle at the 32. It'll be a gain of four. Arcadia Loop City's season is going to come to an end. Dundee County Stratton has scored 28 in a row, and they lead it 42-24 to as they're wrapping things up on the breeze, 94.5. Yeah, sometimes once you get on a roll, you get a comeback, you get you make one adjustment. It can just it can just snowball on you. Twin Loop hoping that they can do that here after Pleasanton was up 26 to nothing, but it's been pretty quiet offensively here the last few series for the Bulldogs. Under center, Keyshaw back to pass. Looks for Westland out of the flat. This time they connect at the 35-30. Left sideline, 20. He breaks the tackle, stays on his feet, and scores. Touchdown, Bulldogs. And there it was. Threw it up in the air for Tice Westland. He was open. And then he's such a big athletic kid and shook him off. And that's a break that Pleasanton needed. Another big explosion play. So Jackson Keyshaw. Finally able to hook up, this time with Tyce Westland, who had the only receiving touchdown last week in the uh, win against Kennesaw. Got him on the board, a 59-yarder similar to this. So last week they just drug him on the mesh across the field. He caught it about seven yards downfield and then ran the final 52. Also ran over a man. Two-point conversion. Keyshaw over the middle on the spread offense to Wyatt Reese, and it's good. 
So the five points bank touchdown, a 48-yard touchdown pass from Jackson Keesall to Tice Wesselin. And with 4.24 to go in the third quarter, it's now Pleasanton 34, Twin Loop 12, here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Trotter Fertilizer and Service of Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes and wish them good luck in the competition. Stop in and talk to the experts at Trotter Fertilizer and Service of Pleasanton for everything you need to keep your farm rolling and your crops growing, including chemicals and fertilizer. Trotter Fertilizer and Service in Pleasanton. Good luck, Bulldogs. Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see Trotter. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox and water furnace dealer. It's never too late to be sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Axman Heating and Air can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat, and infrared heat for your farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sales, and service. Axman Heating and Air, your water furnace and Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. And Chandler ready to boot it away here again for Pleasanton. Finally getting some more points on the board here after Twin Loop had the last two scores. Line drive kick. Lamb will pick it up on the hop at the 8-yard line. Try the right numbers. 10, 15, 20, 25. And he'll be upended there by Chase Pulaski at the 29-yard line. First and 10 for the Wolves. Can they continue finding the big shock plays here because their two scores are 67-yard run by Colby Coons and a 59-yard pass from uh, quarterback Young to Lamb, and those are their two scores. Yeah, and just one other play over 10 yards, and it was a 10-yard run on the last possession. So it's it's pretty much here or never for uh, Twin Loop. 4.20 to go in the third quarter. Still time, but... They just haven't been able to drive the ball, and Young, out of the I formation, gives it to Coons off the left side, and Westland is there again with his teammate, Pulowski. They were both right there to drop him after a gain of one to the 31. Yeah, and then Twin Loop has had no success running the ball up the middle besides a few, uh, you know, quarterback sneaks, but everything's been to the perimeter that, you know, they've been able to get down the field and have, uh, get some of those chunk plays. Again, Twin Loop loves to run the football, run it at you, run it over you. The winner gets Overton on Monday. The Eagles going on the road to Wallback, beating Central Valley 22-14. Coons back to pass, going for it all down the middle of the field. Lamb is open over the shoulder. He makes the catch and falls down at the 10-yard line behind Seth Eckel and Klein. And it's going to be first down and 10 at the 11-yard line. Beautiful catch by Lamb. Wow, Willie Mays would be proud of that one. That was straight over the head. And let me tell you, that is not an easy catch with the lights. You don't know which way to turn your head. What a play by Bryce Lamb to really spark this twin loop offense. you got to locate the ball, and he did a 38-yard completion, first and 10. They'll officially call it the 12-yard line. Ball on the far hash. Out of the shotgun this time. Fake the jet sweep. Wants to throw. Coons out here in the flat. He's got the ball at the 10, but Klein is right on him and tackles him after a two-yard pass play from Young. And that's the first time they've gone to that swing pass. If they can just get him a little bit earlier, give him some time to, you know, evade a tackler and get some yards. But they do get some yards, and they can get the first down uh, without scoring here. So second down now and eight. Ball just outside the 10-yard line. 
Twin Loop trying to answer the 48-yard touchdown reception to Tyce Westland and stay in this football game as we approach the fourth quarter. Cooper Coons slot right, Colby Coons in the backfield. Quade Young under center, toss sweep right side, trying to follow his quarterback. No, he didn't. He went in the hole that uh, the quarterback didn't block, and he gets to about the seven-yard line, a gain of three. So that's a couple times here, as you mentioned last drive, Trent, that he didn't really follow his blocking. He saw where the hole was and went for it. That time, Pleasanton had the edge set pretty well there, so he just turned it upfield, tried to get north and south, and now you're third down, and fairly manageable. Um, if there's a hole up front, don't be surprised if Coyd Young runs that QB sneak. So they need four for the first down, six for the touchdown. This time, Cooper Coons is slot left. They fumble the ball. Rolling to his right, though, Young goes into the end zone, and it's incomplete. That was closer to Tice Westland than it was to his intended receiver, trying to get it into the hands of Lathan Collins, and it's fourth down and four at the Pleasanton six. If he didn't throw that to the sideline like he did, I think maybe that's going the other way, and and that's the first time we've seen the the quarterback-center exchange really mess with uh, the offense. And now you got fourth down, um, probably going to have to drop back, and pass, or you can run a toss sweep or fake the toss sweep and counter the other way with Quade Young. Haven't seen that yet. Well, they tried to catch him off guard, but the pass play on third and fairly short. Under center with three wide receivers, and we are going to hear whistles, and we are going to have a timeout by Twin Loop. Their first timeout of the half brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. The D1 State Quarterfinals, 231 to go in the third, Pleasanton 34, Twin Loop 12, but the Wolves are at the six-yard line when we return. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. Fourth quarter scores in D1, Osceola High Plains 22, Howells Dodge 14. Cross County has scored 24 in a row to take a 30-12 lead over Tri-County. Burwell beat Cambridge 71-48 in the last moments. Dundee County Stratton leading Arcadia Loop City by a score of 42-30. Here it's 34-12, Pleasanton. Fourth and four, Twin Loop at the six-yard line of Pleasanton. They're trying to spread it out of the shotgun. Quaid Young takes the snap in the pocket, tries to stand in over the middle of the field and over the hands of Lamb. Again, it was well covered in the middle of the football field by Klein and Westland, and the Dogs will take over at their own six. Yeah, maybe just a just overthrown to Lamb, but he had a tight window, and, and Pleasanton holds on the goal line, so uh, they're going to have to get out of their own goalposts here. But, um, you know, the way they've been playing on They they haven't been able to put together any sustained drives. It's been all um, feast or famine. That's exactly what we've seen. Big play after big play. Every touchdown has been 30-plus yards for Pleasanton here. Start at their own six. They'll put Keyshaw under center. On first down and 10, he'll simply hand it off to Kessler Dixon. Makes a spin move off the left side. Crosses the 10. Gets down to about the 12. Watching a little Lamar Jackson over the weekend. He tried tried the old L move right there with a little spin. And a nice gain of six. And we second down. They'll say five. Second down and five. Yeah, and I think that's the first time that Twin Loops really defended the crossbuck as well as they did. Um, uh, the last two times they ran that crossbuck and went for 41 and 31. 
So second down now here for Pleasanton. A nice 22-point cushion and a quarterback sneak by Pleasanton. And Keyshaw has the first down across the 15, the 20, and they'll bring him down at the 22-yard line. That's a gain of 10. First time that Keyshaw has done that, giving Twin Loop a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, kind of. You can kind of fall asleep there as a nose guard where they haven't ran it all game, and and if you're running, uh, you know, you're running against the scout offense, they didn't run it either, so kind of fall asleep, and he sneaks right by him. Minute 40 to go here in quarter number three. They break huddle, saunter up to the line here out of the I formation. No wideouts. Kieschel, crossbuck right side here for Dixon, looking for the hole. Still dancing, gets to the 25 and dies up to the 26-yard line. A gain of about three. It'll be second down and seven. And now twin loop. This is... I think this is their opportunity where they need to get a stop or or time's uh, not going to become, um, you know, on their side. So nice. That was about a four-yard gain on just a nice crossbuck there. The uh, Wolves able to come away with a fumble recovery on an errant option pitch. Got it down to the six-yard line but could not punch it in. Second out and seven. Westland, you're in on the left side. Line on the right, toss sweep, left side, Dixon. Dixon finds a hole, breaks a tackle to 30 to the 35. He'll have another first down for the Bulldogs out to the 37-yard line, a gain of 11 with 45 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Pleasanton is in very good shape. One more would probably guarantee it here this evening. Trying to beat Twin Loop slash Sergeant in the state quarterfinals for the second time. The last time back in 2009, the only other time Pleasanton made it that deep in the playoffs. And, boy, I'm sure they'd like another crack at Overton. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, hard to beat a team twice. So uh, if this score holds, that's going to be an interesting one. First and 10 at their own 37. Back to pass out of the eye. Keyshaw down the left sideline. Wheel route jump ball off the fingertips of Dixon at the 20-yard line. He threw that into double coverage. Lamb was down there along with Quade Young. And right now that's the only thing Pleasanton can't afford is to throw an interception or turn the football over to give Twin Loop a little bit of life. And the wheel route's tough to, tough to defend, and it's got to be thrown a little bit earlier because there was help coming from the other side and ended up being double coverage. And, you know, that ball, you can't give Twin Loop the opportunity to get a turnover, and that ball could have been picked off. Yeah, throwing it right into double coverage, but Dixon, it was perfect. It was right on Dixon's fingertips. And they ran that wheel out of the eye formation, which you hadn't seen much. So second out and 10. And they'll pitch it here to Dixon again. But this time, nowhere to go. They get him in the backfield, and he'll drag a tackler for about a half a yard to get back to the line of scrimmage off the bottom of the pile. That time for uh, Bodorf for Twin Loop. And that'll be the last play of the third quarter. So we go to the fourth quarter, a trip to the state semifinals on the line. It's Pleasanton 34 Twin Loop 12, you're listening to the State Playoffs, brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. The fourth quarter is next. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes this year and wish them the best of luck in the games they play. Call Bailey Drywall of Pleasanton for residential or commercial drywall jobs. From the smallest patch to the largest walls, the professionals at Bailey Drywall can fix it right in a timely manner. New construction or just a remodel. For all your drywall projects, big or small, they take care of all your walls. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton. Lammers Truck Line, The River Stop, and Nichols Repair in Pleasanton are all very proud to support this high school sports broadcast. 
Nichols Repair is a championship quality auto service center. The River Stop is the only stop you need to make before and after the game for pizzas, refreshment, and to fill your tank. Best of luck from the River Stop, Lammers Truck Line, and Nichols Repair, all of Pleasanton. We are very proud to support our area athletes and coaches. Good luck, Bulldogs. Doug Dude along with Trent Ockingay, ready to start the fourth quarter. It'll be Keyshaw to pass here for Pleasanton. Down the right sideline, jump ball for Trevin Wentz, and it is going to be incomplete. Coons was there again, and that'll bring up fourth down here for Pleasanton, and they're going to have to bump the football away. Our field conditions report is brought to you by your Impact Ag partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Impact partners and Pioneer seed, science with service delivering success. Joking a little bit, the line's pretty much painted on here. Not a lot of grass on the field because they have to use this to practice. We have the snow on, so uh, it looks okay. It's just uh, been taken care of as they try to block the punt here of Keyshaw. As Quade Young came through there, the ball will die at the 16-yard line. That'll be a punt of 27 yards, but there is no return, and Twin Loop will have to, again, start fairly deep in their own field position, although both of their touchdown drives started at their own 10. Yeah, and they, they caught some breaks in both of those uh, touchdown drives. So now twin loop, and we'll see if they can they hit. They've tried to get Bryce Lamb on the outside, but uh, just haven't been able to connect uh, very often. You know, Quade Young, he's just uh, he's just three for ten on the or four for ten on the night for uh, 105 yards. That's probably a pretty good night considering for twin loop. They only had less than 700 yards passing on the year. Do they have to just go to the air now, down three scores in the fourth quarter, or can they try to find a way to grind it out on the ground? Defensive back switching on who they want to cover over here. Klein and Eckel switch the sides of the field, and we get a delay a game penalty called here on Twin Loop. That's exactly what you can't do if you're trying to climb back into a ball game. You can't start first down and 15. Those kind of penalties will just kill you. It'll back it up to the 11-yard line, just underway in the fourth quarter. Pleasanton 34, Twin Loop 12 here on Power 99 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Arcadia Loop City has scored, but they trail 42-30, to and that game has just gone final. So Arcadia Loop City beaten by Dundee County Stratton 42-30. to Dundee County Stratton and Burwell will play for the West Final. Back to pass Young as far as he can down the left side. He has got a great catch at the 35 down the sideline. 30, it's going to be a touchdown for Twin Loop. There is Collins to haul it in. It is 69 yards, and what a perfect pass for a kid that doesn't throw it much. Quade Young threw a big boy ball right on the fingertips of Collins, who made a big boy catch. Man, and then Brady uh, Bryce Lamb came over. And uh, sprung the block. He made a big block and really sprung that thing for the touchdown. Man, we've seen some great catches in this ball game for, like you said, a team that doesn't like to throw the ball very often, but they do average over 20 yards of completion. So now they're going to line up and kick the extra point. They bobble the snap, and Lamb is going to pick it up. He's the kicker. He wasn't going anywhere. And the extra point kick is no good. A five points bank touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. 69 yards from Young to Collins. And with 11.36 to go in the game, it's Pleasanton 34, Twin Loop 18 on Power 99. 
This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Phillips Insurance Agency, providing crop insurance for over 40 years, handling multi-parallel crop insurance since its expansion into the private market. Find out about coverage available for hail, wind, and fire. Phillips Insurance is crop insurance specialist with a farming background. We specialize in crop insurance business that changes and evolves with new rules, rates, and regulations on a continuous basis. Insuring over 60,000 acres in central Nebraska area. Find us online at phillipsinsagency.com. Or call Scott, Nathan, or Kyle today. Whatever machining you need done, large jobs or small, see Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a general machine shop serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Get it done right. Get it done by Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes in and out of the game. Teamwork is like a good running machine. It takes a lot to work as a team and a lot of parts to run the machines. Hand Machining knows about teamwork and hard work, so trust your machines to the professionals at Hand Machining in Pleasanton. Ready to kick it away here. Squib kick again up the right sideline. We picked up at the 15, and now running backwards is Trevin Wendt, and he gets tackled at the 10. He tried to scoop up the squib kick. His momentum had him going backwards when he bobbled it, and then he loses another eight yards, and it'll be Pleasanton ball back at their own eight-yard line. Still, right now, Pleasanton can give up the two touchdowns and two two-point conversions and still be tied in this football game. But what we're trying to say here is now you have to do what you do. Run the football, run some clock, try to get a first down or two. Uh, it may not end as pretty as it started for Pleasanton, but now you just want to win a football game. Yeah, you just you don't care how it is. You just try to win the football game. That's right. 34-18, a little cross-buck action here to Trevin Went who got to the outside and gets to the 12, the 13-yard line. They were trying for another big play there as Cooper Coons comes over and makes the tackle. Excuse me, that was uh, Collins who just made the touchdown catch, and he is winded, hands on his knees. If I see that over here on the Pleasant sideline, I'm taking a shot at him right now. Yeah, that's right. And Bryce Lamb from his defensive end position, uh, he got sucked in just a little too much, and that's what sprung that outside for four or five yards. Don't forget what a ball game is over the New West postgame show. And now Jackson Keyshaw comes up to the line of scrimmage with over 10 minutes remaining. He is already looking at the back judge to try and run this clock down to five seconds or less on the play clock. Takes the snap, gives it to Went off the right side. He breaks a tackle to the 15, to the 16, and he'll be brought down there. Dixon is over here on the sidelines, Trent, and I'm not sure that he's injured, but he sure seems to be working on his knee brace on that right knee and trying to stretch out the calf a little bit here. Yeah, uh, 23 carries on the night and a number of tackles, so that can... That can take a toll on you, especially on a chilly night. Bang you up a little bit. Trevin Went, he's shown that he's got the ability to make plays as well. You don't want the lead horse out when you're at your own eight, but it's third down and three. Quarterback sneak. Keishel tries to go low, and it looks like the side judge has marked him enough for the first down out to the 18-yard line. As our referee will eye the chains and call it a first down. Yeah, that's big. Quarterback sneak so tough to defend, and... We kind of mentioned they don't run it very often, but the two times they've ran it, they got six yards and picked up the first down on that play. And um, I don't see Kessler Dixon on the sideline anymore. Yeah, he's still standing on the sideline, so it's going to be Trevin Went uh, at least for this next play. Know our friends that are listening in from Overton on their way home from Wallback. The Eagles a winner. They'll host the winner of this game. 
Will it be a team they've already beaten in Pleasanton? Right now it looks that way. 34-18, first and 10 at their own 18-yard line. High toss, but Went is able to haul it in, follows his blockers across the 20 to the 21, where Lamb will make the tackle. This is just old-fashioned kind of smash-mouth football here. Grind it out for three, four yards at a time and hope that you can continue to move the football. Twin loop who fell behind 26 to nothing. Pleasanton returned the opening kickoff of the game, 70 yards by Trevin Went, and then Kessler-Dixon had three touchdown runs in the first half, 44, 41, and 31. They were up 26 to nothing with 5.48 to go in the second quarter, but then Colby Coons breaks a 67-yard touchdown run a minute later, and then two minutes later, Young hooks up with Lamb on a 59-yarder, and that cut it to 26 to 12 just before halftime. Twin Loop did have it down at the six. Didn't score. Uh, then the teams just exchanged scores. And we're going to get a timeout here by Pleasanton ahead of a delay of the game penalty brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 8.50 remaining in this state quarterfinal. The winner goes to Overton, and the winner of that goes to Lincoln. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney with the score Pleasanton 34, Twin Loop 18. Experience matters. ENT Physicians and Family Hearing Center of Kearney has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head and neck disorders in adults and children, providing the community with otolaryngology and audiology services since 1994. With our main office located in Kearney and six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, we provide the highest quality care. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Blaka, or Dr. Johnson at Kearney ENT and see why Experience matters to us, specializing in you. Well, we are down to 8.50, still time, but Twin Loops got to have their defense step up and make something happen. Uh, They could sure use uh, a block, punt, a turnover, something that's going to help them out here because uh, they have not driven the ball really at all in this football game. So, Wildcats, Dixon is back in, and on this second down and seven, he's going to get about a yard up to the 22-yard line. Clock continues to run. Each team has two timeouts remaining. They bobbled the snap, the direct snap to him, and that kind of threw the whole play off, and now that's exactly what Twin Loop wanted. They want Pleasanton to go conservative here because they feel like they can stop the run as uh, as well as anything, especially since um, you know Pleasanton has the ability to break one open on a long pass. Now Kessler Dixon out of that Wildcat probably averaging, although there weren't a lot of big plays, a lot of about four and five yards about every time they ran that. That didn't happen there. A gain of one. So it'll be third down and six at their own 22. They'll stay out of the eye formation with Keyshaw under center, and he does want to pass. Crossing route, Westland is open, and he's got him at the 30 down the right sideline with one man to beat. Collins, he stiffs arm, and he breaks the tackle, and Tice is gone. Oh, they call him out of bounds inside the 30 at the 28-yard line. So this time, Collins did just enough to uh, shove him out of bounds. Yeah, just uh, that mesh concept, and he just is wide open again. Tice Westland, uh, man, he's tough to bring down. I thought he was going the distance, and that's what I was saying is Twin Loop probably wanted Pleasanton to just go to a simple run play and try to shut him down, and, and uh, you know, Coach Westland did the did the right thing and took the shot with, uh, with his son, Tice. 29-yard completion to the 29-yard line. First down and 10, 34-18 Pleasanton, 7.52 remaining in this state's quarterfinal contest. Back under center, Keyshaw 
Cross bucket again. Dixon finds a little bit of a hole, and then that closes up quickly as he gets about a yard and a half to the 27-yard line. In there is Collins and Quant on the tackle. Again, congratulations to the Pleasanton Lady Bulldogs on an outstanding season, finishing with the third-place trophy at the State Volleyball Tournament. Pleasure to watch them throughout the year, and they got a ton of that talent coming back. So uh, looking forward to that and seeing them on the basketball court where they're pretty darn good as well when we get to next month. Yeah, hard-fought game against Bergen by them. Back into that Wildcat. Keyshaw following Westland off the right side. The hole is plugged, so he pops it out around the corner, gets inside the 25. He'll fight his way down to about the 22-yard line. Going to be a gain of six. It'll be third down and short. Most of the time, Dixon cuts it up on the hash there, Trent, but that time the hole was plugged up pretty good by the twin loop backers. Yeah, did a good job of bouncing it outside, and and Pleasanton's doing a much better job of getting chunk plays. Um, You know, they were struggling getting anything going, and now they've got, you know, some runs of six, seven, eight. Uh, in that area, and that's this is what you need to do to close out football games is put together a drive. Third and four at the 23. They get out of the eye. Quarterback sneak. Keyshaw off the right side. They'll stack him up after a very short gain. It'll be fourth down. So Twin Loops got to come up with one more play here to get the ball back as we approach. Six minutes to go in this game. Clock running with 6.20 so they don't have to snap until we're under six. It's a gain of one from the 23 to the 22. It'll be fourth and a long three. And here, here's the here's the million-dollar question. Do you go with the run, or do you try to get uh, somebody broke loose on uh, one of those crossing routes or something simple on a pass? And uh, we'll see if they, if they uh, open up the playbook here, if they just want to trudge forward and try to get it on the ground. Well, you kind of go to your money play. And, again, that crossbuck hasn't worked quite as well but they will put Trevin Went in the backfield as the eye back this time because Dixon's back on the sidelines, and that means pass. Keyshaw tries to go to Klein and overshot him. Again, well covered out there by Cooper Coons at the 10-yard line, and so a fourth down stop for Twin Loop, and they'll take over here, trailing 34-18 to with 5.41 remaining in the game. And they've shown that they can they can score in a hurry. When you think of a Twin Loop football team, you think of ground and pound, but tonight they've had passes of 59, 38, and 69, and a run of 67, so it's been big plays from Twin Loop. Um, so you don't, I don't really expect Twin Loop to come out and put together a drive of three, four, five-yard runs. I expect a big play. Well, six of the eight games today are already finals here in the Humphrey-St. Francis Plainview game going on as Coons drops back to pass. Three-man rush deep down the middle of the field, and it is incomplete trying to find Collins. There was nothing simple about that. It was three wide receivers, and they all ran fly patterns, one each down the sideline, and that time they sent Collins down the middle of the field. And Quade Young has got an arm on him. He threw that about 45 yards in the air. Yeah, and no problem either. Out through his his receiver, and, man, he let him run a long ways down the field. So uh, Twin Loops got three kids on the outside that can just get behind the defense, and Lamb was one of them. Collins is one, and then they usually uh, use Cooper Coons as the other. So it'll be second down now and 10 at their own 22-yard line. They'll bring in a couple of ends this time. Lamb out wide to the right, and back to pass is going to be a backside screen here to get it to Coons. He's got a man he's got to beat, and a good job of tackling him in the open field. And then... We get a penalty flag that comes out on the sideline over by the Twin Loop sideline. Jackson Keyshaw made the tackle. That's a face mask, uh, clear as day. That's going to be a 15-yard or two. 
Uh, he got a lot of it. And uh, the ball is at the 25-yard line, so if it is a 15-yard face mask, that'll move the ball right out to the midfield stripe. Looks like it's only a five-yarder, though, here, Trent, so they will have some yards to work on. It'll be second down at about two. And that's as they'll replay the down, give him the running yardage, and then add the five. That's a big break for Pleasanton there because... He got a handful of face masks. It was inadvertent, so that's why they call it the five-yard variety. Twins to the right. Lamb in the slot. Coons wide right. Out of the shotgun. Having to step up is Young. Avoids one man. Throws it down the sideline for Lamb. Lamb's got it and off of his shoulder pad at the 15-yard line. Oh, he made such an incredible catch earlier in this half. And that one just bounced off the shoulder pads before it could get to his fingertips. And Quade Young is doing such a great job in the backfield of buying extra time and they're just sending him down the field. and, and uh, I let, thought Quaid was going to take off and run. He probably kind of got the first down, but he saw Lamb once again get behind his defender a little bit. And probably the right decision because it, it did bounce off of his hands, and, man, Bryce, Bryce Lamb has, has been just – he's been a problem for this Pleasanton Bulldog defense. Third down and two at their own 30, so they first have to worry about getting that first down. Coach Westland, they're starting to bring that secondary a little farther back here. Young out of the shotgun, quarterback keeper right side. He's got the first down. He's upended there by Pulaski, but gets out to the 33-yard line, and that'll move the chains here for Twin Loop, stopping the clock with 5.04 to go in the game. Still needing two touchdowns and both of those two-point conversions, 34-18 for Pleasanton. Twin Loop has not been able to convert on any of their three touchdowns and that could be huge. Well, early in the ball game, Tyce Westland and Kessler Dixon were were playing uh, defensive end in that outside line linebacker position. Now they're they're deep safeties. Three wide out Cooper Coons in motion. Quarterback draw up the middle. Young hit drives forward across the 35 to the 36. Maybe give them the 37 yard line, and that's what they'll do. So a short gain on the play, trying to get something going with the run game. Second down and seven. So you've got cover three from Pleasanton, and what that does, that opens up the the run game from Twin Loop, and I know you want to score fast, but, man, you'll take the yards when you can get them. Cooper Coons, slot right, way out here, right almost standing out of bounds as Lamb. Coons in motion, high snap. They do give it to him on the round around. He's got room, 40, 35 to the 30, and he's going to be brought down by Jackson Keyshaw at the 29-yard line. That's a gain of 14 on the play. First down at 10, Twin Loop. There's nobody in the flats um, to play defense. They've got three guys deep, and uh, the flats are wide open, so that end around is, is there. And uh, now Twin Loop kind of gashing this Pleasanton Bulldog defense on the ground. Well, we all know Twin Loop has to score and get the two, and then it just depends how much time do you have left, how much do you have to have left if you don't recover an onside kick or something. Need to get it in maybe with two and a half, two fifteen to go in the game. There's 4.09 remaining right now as the uh, clock Stop. They say that he did get out of bounds. Cooper Coons out wide left. Lamb to the right. Under center this time is Quade Young. And he drops back to pass. Down the right sideline looking for Lamb one-on-one. And it's through his fingertips. Well covered by Dixon. But I'm going to tell you what. I don't know why these guys weren't throwing a little more at the beginning of the year because Quade Young has been throwing the ball extremely well. Some of these are tough like that one to catch. But he had it right on his fingertips. Yeah, sometimes you don't have... uh, you don't have the opportunity or you don't need to throw the ball like they do right now. Um, 
you know, you're down two scores uh, in the quarterfinals. You've got to do whatever's working. And since you hit on that first 59-yard pass, it's, well, let's go back to what's working. State football action brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Twin Loop trying to keep their season alive. Went one and four, won five in a row, was down 26-0. Now they're down by 16. And they'll go on a sweep this time for Colby Coons. Right side gets a block at the 25. Cuts back 20. Still inbounds 15. And Westland will shove him out of bounds at the 14-yard line. And another first down for Twin Loop. This is our first legit drive of the football game, really, by either team that hasn't involved some 30-yard pass play or run play. And it's all set up because... um, They've hit on those big plays down the field, and they've had to soften up the coverage, and now the the edges are open for a twin loop. This is the final football game to be completed uh, here on this quarterfinal uh, Tuesday. Cooper Coons in motion. The ball goes bobbled by Young. Now he's got a jailbreak to the left side. That's really going to hurt. He's going to try to get out of bounds and did a good job just to get a couple of yards. The ball was snapped just a touch high, probably took his uh, – eyes off of it, but he's able to turn the corner, get to the 12, step out of bounds, second down and eight. And you wonder if Pleasanton is going to decide to bring pressure now. You don't need as many guys, you know, uh, back in coverage. If you bring pressure and and try to get to Quade Young, that can really throw off the offense as well. But Quade Young's been doing good of, of getting away from defenders. Connor Hand will check out. Four wide receivers this time on second down and eight, all by himself. Quade Young, they send Coons in motion. It is that quarterback draw inside the 10. Keeps the legs turned into the 5, and he'll be brought down right there, right at the first down marker, I believe, a half yard short. It'll be third and one, taking a look at some of the other scores from the day. Again, Overton wins over Central Valley, 22-14. to They'll host the winner of this game Monday. Humphrey St. Francis over Plainview, 64-12. to Fall City Sacred Heart this afternoon beat Bloomfield, 36-0. Third and a half a yard. You would expect the quarterback sneak, and that's exactly what you're going to get. Young rolls right over his big center and right guard to the three-yard line for a first down. Uh, Weston Reineke getting the job done, checking the other scores. All finals in D1 in the east. Howells Dodge falls to Osceola High Plains. Osceola High Plains 28-14. to Cross County was down 12-6 to at the half. They win 36-12 to over Tri-County. It was... Burwell over Cambridge, 71-48. And Dundee County Stratton beat Arcadia Loop City, 42-30. First and goal at the three. Young under center. Toss sweep. Coons, Colby to the outside. Breaks the ankle tackle and gets into the end zone for a touchdown for the Wolves. And now they need a two-point conversion with 2.57. But here is a flag. And the flag is on the near side. The play went to the far side. It'd be a travesty if that's a hold on the back side. And they're talking about it. It would be poor officiating if they threw the flag. Oh, did I say that outside? Now, there's a long discussion. They may wave it off. Let's find out. Okay. It's a dead ball, unnecessary roughness. And the touchdown will count. And then this, I believe you can uh, mark it off on the extra point or the kickoff. And right now the ball's standing at the three, so I guess it's assessed on the kickoff. So they still have an opportunity for a two-point conversion here. 
And this is exactly what they have to have. They have to have this two-point conversion with 2.57 remaining in the game. See if they throw it. Um, I would throw it. You give yourself an option to, to run it or pass it. Give, give the ball to your playmaker, Quaid Young. Young out of the shotgun. They'll send Cooper Coons in motion. They give it to him around the left end. He tries to make South Elko miss, and he stepped out of bounds at the two. It is no good. The official was right there and say that he stepped out of bounds as he stretched them all over the pylon, and it's still a two-score game. 2.57 to go on our five-points bank touchdown, a three-yard run by Colby Coons. It's Pleasanton 34, Twin Loop 24 on Power 99. Trust is earned over generations, not seasons. For over 165 years, the Rank family's been earning that trust where it counts the most, in your fields. And yields, they don't lie. With over 1,000 top finishes in first and state trials over the last three years, Rank Seed proves its value through superior genetics and production. One family, seven generations, all working for your success. Rank means results. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. All right, we are back here on Power 99 in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. Onside kick, and it's picked up by Tice Westland. He's trying to return it at the 30 to the 25. Remember, they had that 15-yard penalty, so that's not the ideal position to try the onside kick, but Twin Loop had to do it. Yeah, and, you know, if you're Tice Westland there, I know you want to make a play, but two-possession game, uh, waning minutes of the ball game, you just catch that ball go down. You do not <laughs> want an unnecessary fumble. It's probably not going to happen, but what if? Carney Towing and Repair bringing your vehicle home. If you're stranded on the side of the road, don't let that happen in cold weather. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, Carney Towing and Repair. If you need us, we'll be there. Thanks again to all the fine folks here in Pleasanton for their hospitality, trying to finish it off. 34-24, and they'll just toss it here to Dixon. Dixon finds a little hole over the right side. They stand him up, and here's a penalty flag. On the other side of the field, it was Rafe Rupert stood up, threw his hands in the air, looked right at the official, and then the official threw the flag. He was getting tackled um, from his nose guard position on the back side, and he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting brought down here. They're, he's trying anyways, so they're going to give him a hold, I think. Stopping the clock with 244 it was a gain of three on the play, and whatever the discussion, it's taking... A long time here, unless they thought there was another cheap shot. And that's what, oh, they're going to call offsetting penalties. And Mike Kozel's going, there's only one flag. How can you have offsetting penalties? And I have to agree with him. They threw it late, and then they come up with two penalties, and and it offsets. That's a strange deal. And now Twin Loop will call a timeout to stop the clock. Brought to you by ENT Positions of Kearney with 2.44 remaining in the football game. Pleasanton 34, 
Twin Loop 24. There's still a little time here for the Wolves, but they need a break, and we'll be right back. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Don't forget the new S Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show when we are done. Pleasanton trying to hold on. Only one touchdown by the Bulldogs here in the second half. They were up 26 to nothing and now it's 34-24. Twin Loop just couldn't do hardly anything offensively in the first quarter and a half and they hit a couple of big plays. And uh, you know it's been tough sledding but Pleasanton's Done just enough to kind of space themselves some twin loop, and now they've got to they've got to get a first down here to seal it. So second down and seven, ball at the twin loop 23 yard line, playing for the run here. Keyshaw under center, cross buck to Dixon. Dixon breaks the first tackle and gets inside the 20 to right at the 20, and they'll go ahead and use their other timeout right here. Twin Loop stopping the clock with 2.38 to go. It'll be third down and about five yards to go. Again, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school football, including our friends down the road at Husker Power Products your full-service irrigation headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Let's also remind you to vote on our Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month or at least nominate a great athlete. Of course, Pleasanton, so many of them here uh, for this uh, fall sports season. Our Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com to nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl winner will be listed on PlatteRiverPreps.com each month. Brought to you by B&B Carpet, our current winners, Josie Jacobowski from that outstanding St. Paul volleyball team, the state runner-up, and Travis Meath from Ravenna. Their football team will probably, even though they were ineligible for the playoffs, probably going to end up in the final top ten rankings when the... uh, State playoffs are over, and also remember that the state finals each and every game down in Lincoln can be heard on ESPN 1460 and 1550. So on third down, Dixon around the right side breaks a tackle and is going to be short of the first down by about a yard, it looks like, Trent. Yeah, depending on the spot, I think you're right. Short with just about six inches to go. And they do give him the first down, so... Oh, big run by Dixon there to just fall forward just enough to uh, move those chains. So they marked the ball at the 15, and Coach Kozel not happy. He's pointing over there, and he goes, uh, you move the ball on me. You move the ball on me, and they don't have any timeouts left. So Pleasanton now, with two minutes in the clock running, can punch their ticket to Overton. We know that won't be an early afternoon next Monday, but we'll have it for you here on Power 99. Overton, one of the two teams that beat Pleasanton earlier this year. Jackson Keyshaw, they'll still hand it off to Kessler Dixon. He dances to the left side and doesn't get anything. He'll be brought down at the 15-yard line. It'll be second down and 10 again back in game four of the season. Overton here at Pleasanton, one at 44 to 32. Earlier today, Overton, a 22-14 winner over Central Valley up in Wallback. 
Carry number 29 for Kessler Dixon, and he comes out of the ball game. you got to tell your freshman, Trevin Went when he's getting the football, buddy, we don't need yards. We need to hold on to the football. Two hands on that rock. So second down and nine. Keyshaw looks to the back judge. I think they can go to victory formation, but they have not done it. They hand it to Went. They fumble the football. Twin Loops got it. Twin Loop has covered the football. Now they're fighting for it, and Keyshaw comes off the bottom of the pile with it. Twin Loop had it first until Keyshaw jumped in there and caught it back. Boy, talk about unnecessary mistakes. Just get the get the ball handed off and, and run your play or just take a knee. And uh, clock should be running now. Yeah, why is the clock not running? Yeah, there we go. They stopped the clock to uh, uncover the folks, and Jackson Keyshaw now saying how much time should there be on the play clock because it's now third down and 13, and all this thing has to do is get under 40, and this game is over. So Keyshaw comes under center, takes the snap, takes the knee, and that's going to be it. The Pleasanton Bulldogs, for the first time since 2009, are on to the state high school football semifinals. They did it 10 years ago against Sargent. They do it again tonight against Twin Loop, who turned their 1-4 season around to make it to the state quarterfinals. They will end at 6-5, and five, while the Pleasanton Bulldogs are 9-2. and two. And there are a handful of folks around the state that had volleyball and football the last two weeks. Not as many made it to the semifinals for both, but Pleasanton has done that. And the Bulldogs win it here this evening, 34-24, over Twin Loop. Yeah, what a game. You know, Pleasanton jumped out 26 nothing, and you thought, well, we might have a running clock here. And, and Twin Loop showed that, you know, they belonged in the quarterfinals. Tough-fought game by both teams. A lot of explosion plays, and um, you hate to see it end for one team, but congratulations to the Pleasanton Bulldogs. And it seemed as the game moved and got deeper and deeper and deeper, Twin Loop found a way here, and this is what you're going to see from Overton. You've got Ryan Lobby and the boys that are going to try to line up and run the football at you, and so this is going to be the third straight team that to Pleasanton has seen that's going to be, or at least try to be, a physical football team. Yeah, Lobby is just a big, physical uh, downhill runner, and uh, he's had a heck of a year, and and now, um, you know, it's just going to be interesting. When you play a team twice, you have this thought in your head of well we beat them last time it's going to be tough to do it again but there's a you just lose that sense of um urgency just a little bit but the semifinals uh that should add it back in so the teams get together here and uh have a few uh, thoughts together at the middle of the football field and then it will be a season over for a proud program up there at Twin Loop, Sergeant Loop County, and Mike Kozel. Again, thanks to him and Ricky Wesson and the gang for the second time uh, has punched their ticket to the semifinals. And the FKC will once again have a team playing in Lincoln in the state championships uh, a week from Monday, two yeah. weeks from yesterday. Yeah, and, you know, you look at both of these teams. Overton started 0-2 and 5-3 and in the regular season, and uh, Pleasanton dropped a couple games you know, due to, maybe due to some injuries, some close games, and now uh, they both fought back and seem to be clicking on all cylinders. So, really interesting. We got a we got a close little rivalry here. Well, I'm sure that everybody uh, across the state that uh, plays eight-man football believes that the Humphrey St. Francis Fall City Sacred Heart game will be for the state championship next week. Well, we'll find out. Last year, uh, Mullen, as we said, uh, ended up getting beat by Johnson Brockman. Was up twenty to nothing. Everybody thought Creighton was going to roll Burwell, and that ended up a two-point 
one-point game at the very end. So we tend to get some uh, great, uh, great football when we get down there to Memorial Stadium. And again, we'll have the game for you on ESPN and Power 99. So let's take a break. The New West Post Game Show is coming up. Trent Ock and Gay will have all the stats for you. I'll run down some of the other scores from around the state. Stay with us here on Power 99. The name Mary Lanning Healthcare indicates that we are more than just a hospital, that we are in fact focused on the health of this community, and it's about providing it with a little bit more of a family touch and a little bit more care inside of that healthcare component. You know, I always say every hospital is as good as the medical staff that supports it, and we're fortunate to have a fantastic medical staff who is absolutely engaged in what we're doing. It's important that the Hastings community understand that Mary Lanning is is a not-for-profit organization, which means the decisions that govern our organization are made locally. What I want the Hastings community to understand is that our success, Mary Lanning's success, is dependent on their support, which means that you're going to get our best every time you step in the front door. My name is Eric Barber, and I'm the president and CEO of Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Carney and Grand Island. Doug Prenock and Gay, our producer-engineer, Cannon Rath, back with you here in Pleasanton, where the Bulldogs have played their final home game of the year, but not their final game. They're headed to Overton on Monday, and again, we'll have that for you here on Power 99 as we get ready to take a look at the final stats of this football game. You're listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today, 34-24 in favor of the Bulldogs, and Trent has the numbers. All right, for twin loop, Quaid Young. 5 for 14, 174 yards, two touchdowns. He carried the ball 16 times for 35 yards. Colby Coons, 20 carries, 122 yards, two touchdowns. Also, one catch for six yards. Cooper Coons, four carries, 35 yards. Uh, Bryce Lamb, two catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Cooper Coons, one catch, two yards. And Lathan Collins, one catch, 69 yards. And a touchdown, so 366 yards of total offense on 54 plays, 174 through the air, 192 on the ground. And uh, we look at Pleasanton, Pleasanton, Jackson Keyshaw, just 3 of 16 for 79 yards. And uh, But Kessler Dixon carried the ball 29 times for 209 yards and three touchdowns. Trevin Went, three carries, 13 yards. Jackson Keyshaw, four carries, 20 yards. So 242 yards on the ground on 36 plays. They averaged seven yards um, an attempt. And then catching the ball, Tice Westland, two catches, 77 yards. 
and uh, Trevin went one catch for two yards in that big 70-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah, it set the pace, set the tone right away when Pleasanton returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown and just shut down Twin Loop. Twin Loop just wasn't able to do anything. I mean, when this game was 26 to nothing, Twin Loop didn't even have 50 yards offense. Yeah, and then they uh, they got the big splash play from Coons um, where he just got loose. They finally were able to get to the perimeter, and uh, and then from there it was just kind of back and forth, and, and Twin Loop kind of kept gaining and gaining. They just, I, th- I think they just ran out of time. And there's no doubt about it. We've seen it a couple of times with uh, Pleasanton this year where they got off to great starts and things kind of got equalized, but they were able to uh, just play even football after getting the big lead, and sometimes that gets overlooked. A lot of people say, well, when you gave up the big lead, you should have just played for the win, and and sometimes you change that up a little bit. And uh, Had that two-point conversion been made there by Twin Loop uh, with 230 to go to cut it to eight, I think that just kind of changes things up a, a little bit. Uh, even though uh, they never got the football back. Yeah, and you know, Twin Loop is a little bit bigger than Pleasanton, so I feel like maybe you're going against those big guys. You get wore down just a little bit, and that that takes a toll. But, uh, yeah, Pleasanton, uh, they do just enough. They've got so many options. We see a lot of teams, they've got one stud who's got to carry it 30 or 40 times, and and you get in the playoffs and you get kind of shut down doing that. Let's take a look at our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Starting here with that uh, kickoff return for a touchdown by Trevin Wentz, 70 yarders. The uh, two-point run by Dixon made it 8 to nothing. Then a 50-yard drive was capped by Kessler Dixon's 44-yard touchdown run on their second drive of the first quarter from 3.09 to go. The two-point pass was no good, made it 14 to nothing. Then they stopped Twin Loop on a fourth down play and are able to uh, complete a 55-yard drive with 7.39 to go in the second quarter. Dixon, another long touchdown run from 41 yards. The extra point kick was wide left. That makes it 20 to nothing. Again, uh, three and out there for Twin Loop, and with 5.48 remaining, Dixon gets his third touchdown run from 31 yards out, and that was all the longer that the uh, scoring drive was. The kick was wide left, 26 to nothing. Then Twin Loop gets going, just a toss sweep around the right side, something that hadn't been working, but they got the one extra block, and Colby Coons goes 67 yards to complete the 70-yard drive. The two-point run, no good, 4.39 to go second quarter. Twin Loop's on the board, 26 to 6. They get the ball back. And with 2.05 to go, a 59-yard pass from Young to Lamb completes another 70-yard drive. The two-point run, no good, 26-12, and that takes us into halftime. Pretty quiet in the third quarter of play uh, for the first couple of tries for each team, but an only turnover of the game, an errant option pitch by Pleasanton was covered by Colby Coons at the Twin Loop 32. Pleasanton actually, probably their only drive of the game was that one that led up to that uh, fumbled option pitch. They moved the ball down down to the six-yard line, uh, but on a third down and four incomplete, fourth down and four incomplete, and they give the ball away. And then Pleasanton was able to uh, connect on a 48-yard touchdown pass from Keyshaw to Tice Westland. The uh, two-point conversion pass to Reese made it 34-12 with 4.24 to go. Then right back down the football field comes a twin loop. The second play of the fourth quarter, Young hits Collins on an outstanding catch, 69 yards. But again, the kick was a bad snap, so they tried to make it a 15-point game. 
it was no good, 34-18. They score again with 2.57 to go on a three-yard run by Colby Coons, but the two-point run, they say he stepped out of bounds just short of the pylon. So 34-24, and they recover the onside kick, and Pleasanton gets a couple of first downs to run out the clock. Final score, Pleasanton 34 and Twin Loop 24. Our scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Buffalo County Farm Bureau, everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Pleasanton now goes to Overton on Monday night, Trent. Yeah, the rematch. Um, if you've ever played in a rematch, it's it's a great thing. And these towns being so close together, there's going to be a lot of talk between some of the folks all week. And then the players, uh, you know, these guys all know each other. So um, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And, and an early look looks like we're going to have some of the best weather we've had for for maybe the entire playoffs. And that could be huge for Pleasanton to be able to go back to a more of their passing game, which they are accustomed to. I'll tell you what, I know a couple of insurance agents around here that had the number seven versus the number eight seed of playing in the state semifinals. That ticket might be worth a lot, Trent. Yeah, I would say so. So, um, you know, you say, some people say maybe we shouldn't play 32 uh, in the playoffs, and I know they'd be in anyways, but, um, you know, injuries and and you have a young team These like guys would have been playing one and two in the first round. Yeah, and uh, you get a young team like Twin Loop, and they play a few games, and they get acclimated to varsity football, and and they go on a run, and and they show that they um, they deserve to be here. So, um, you know, these lower seeds, not everybody plays each other, so you you've got some disparity there. So. Uh, I think it's great that uh, the 7 and 8 are going to be playing for the semifinals. Well, there is no Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show to bring to you tonight. By the way, a National Letter of Intent start, uh, National Letter of Intent uh, day for some athletes around the area tomorrow, so congratulations to them. So here we go. The uh, eight games that were played today in D2. Uh, of course, here Pleasanton beating Twin Loop 34-24. to They'll go to Overton, a 22-14 winner over Central Valley. In the East, they were both blowouts. Fall City Sacred Heart was up 6 nothing at the half. They beat Bloomfield 30 36 to nothing. They'll take on Humphrey St. Francis, a 64 to 12 win over Plainview. In D1, the top seeds in the West go down here. Burwell, who's been to three of the last four state finals, a 71 48 win over Cambridge. And Dundee County Stratton, a huge second half to rally to beat Arcadia Loop City, 42 to 30. So Burwell will be uh, hosting Dundee County Stratton on Monday. And in the East, Osceola High Plains upsets number one Howells Dodge, 28 to 14. And Cross County, who was down 12 to 6 at the half, wins it 36 to 12 over Tri-County. Friday here on Power 99, we're going to be a long way from home. It'll be St. Paul at Oakland Craig. Sutton goes to Bancroft, Rosalie, Lions, Decatur in Lions. That game's at 7 on the breeze, 94.5. St. Paul at 6.30 here on Power 99, and Adam Central will host Pierce on 12.30 a.m. KHAS. Trent, thanks for uh, helping out again tonight. Look forward to next uh, Friday night. Yeah, it was a great game, and uh, Man, I love playoff football. There's nothing like it. We will tell you again. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Schedule your appointment today. Final score, Pleasanton 34 and Twin Loop 24. We'll talk to you Friday night and next Monday from Overton. This is Doug Dittes saying good night, everyone. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio Classic Hits Power 99 Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.